Thanks, everybody, for coming to kind of our midnight sidebar here at Tactical Sovereignty. Um, just as a quick little disclaimer, I want to let everybody know here that no advice here is legal whatsoever, and anything that you hear regarding a court case will let you know that you stand absolutely no chance of winning. Uh, so with that being said, we'll roll on. How are we all doing, guys? And okay. Uh... It was a pretty good call on Angela Stark's call tonight for those that were on it. I know Greg Gazoo was there and uh, Charles was there. And, you know, I really think what needs to happen is everybody needs to come together. You know, if you read The Art of War, uh, one of the main offenses is divide and conquer. If you've got an enemy that's bigger than you, what you need to do is split him up is if you split them up in smaller pieces, then you can conquer them. And that's actually what's happened on America. Well, the possible enemy that they may have, well, and they even aimed at, named the enemy, um, or, or JFK, or not JFK, um, Roosevelt did that. Um, in the Training with the Enemy Act, he named the citizen as enemy of the state when they amended it. And before people even knew that there was any enemies here in America, automatically came out and named the citizens as enemies. So, and that's what they've been doing ever since: is splitting the people up and getting them to fight amongst each other. Uh, that way, we wouldn't come against them. And very simple tactic, and it's worked so far. But now I think with the advent of everybody coming together uh, on calls like this and the advent of internet sharing different things and getting to know each other. Uh, we all are starting to come together, and we're starting to see through that BS. So, anyway, that's what this is all about. That's, what, that's where the color and the nationality and the land and the separating of, uh, of homes, um, all of that plays in just to keep us from seeing that we all are pretty much on the same page, have pretty much the same opinions, uh, sick of the BS. So, so yeah, you're correct. Um, the enemy has divided and conquered us. Well, you're looking at separation of homes and look at what Rockefeller even said is they pumped millions of dollars into the women's movement because they wanted to separate the family, break the family up. They were looking at things and saying, wait a minute, there's two working bodies in the house and only the man's working? Uh, if we can break things apart, then we'll have two people working. And we'll double the taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. If, if you look back at those old shows like I Love Lucy and stuff, you can really tell how it used to be, you know? Like Lucy would go out and cause all kinds of trouble, and Ricky was the only one under the bus. You know, and then once all the women wanted to be free and they wanted equal rights and everything, now we got women's prisons. You know, and I don't think that's a coincidence. No, it's all been done by design. It's all been done by design, and it wasn't so stuff would happen in 5, 10, 20, or 50 years, but maybe even 100 years or 200 years down the road if that's what it took. Yeah. 
And what another thing that you said, down, another thing you said about the internet and stuff in the in the 1913 when they were doing the Jekyll Island thing with the uh, uh, Federal Reserve Act, they they calculated how many newspapers we're going to have to buy. And they figured, you know, it was 20-something, 15, 20 newspapers all around the country, so nobody knew what was going on, and they bought all the newspapers. And then later on when radio came out, and they figured, hey, how many radio stations are we going to buy? And they started merging all these things together and buying up all these radio stations and, and combining everything under one one big envelope, you know. So when Internet came out in the 90s, they got no control. They got zero. They can't control. Anybody can just set up a website with their IP address and, and put anything they want to out there, and they don't have any control. So that's what we're watching now is, you know, the, the, the left-wing movement to to label everything that they don't like as hate speech and try to censor the Internet and get people to, uh, you know, get under some kind of a regulation. You know, Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff is just tearing these sites down. People who are trying to spread the truth, and uh, it, it's only going to get a lot worse because when you're when you're over the target, that's when you get the most flack. Too many people are waking up to this stuff, and this, they can't put out the spot fires fast enough, and they're they're in panic mode right now. Hey, Greg Kazoo, this is Donaldson. Yeah. How are you doing? Hey, Don, what's up, man? Hello, hello, Brian. Hello, Charles. Hey, hey, what's up, bro? I love hearing the fact that, uh, you know, when you're over the mark, that's when you get the most flack. I think I heard that on a, on a, on a, another call tonight. And, uh, so that was a heartfelt comment there. I feel, I feel a little better about being constantly muted on Angelo's call. <laughs> you know, uh, I know you yeah. used the voice changer the other week and I caught it cause I know how you talk. And I was like, that's totally Donaldson using the voice changer. As soon as you said body politic, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And you pulled one over on Angela. She couldn't figure it out. That, I didn't actually I, – I, uh, I was just having fun, you know. I mean, and uh, so I wasn't trying to deceive. But, uh, yeah, I, I was I was still trying to be very revealing, too, by, by – you know, I know I'm going to – there's no way you can get rid of these inflections, you know. I'm just – I'm being myself. But – uh with regard to the whole the, the topic you guys are talking about, uh, there's an entire uh, de facto, you know, condition of state right now, whereby people who are uh, wanting to be governed by it, um, you know, can't have that option basically. And it comes to it. it I, I believe it's it's all part of the. Uh, the whole consent-based territorial jurisdiction. I mean, it all ties kind of into each other. It's a, it's a, it is a manipulation of common law. But I've said, a, I've said a lot, Justin, just you know, in saying just that right there. But uh, Great Gazoo and everybody on Angela's call tonight, uh, you know, when you guys talked about all these different um, remedies, right, to these, to to the de facto system. I felt like I felt like these were great remedies, you know, to treat the symptoms of of the problem, and and that that I couldn't help but focus on on a uh, you know the du jour 
this concept of of du jour as being something you know a little bit a little bit with some weighty you know worth a weighty discussion basically because it it, it solves a bigger problem for us i think and uh, that was really what i wanted to kind of dialogue about on angela's call where but if you guys want to respond to that brian or or great gazoo or anyone well, i'd appreciate that's it what, that's what these late night thursday calls that we do once in a while have been transgressing into the past few weeks is you know everybody talks about a du jour i really don't know if there ever was a du jour i really don't know uh because it's kind of looked at as being the original republic that was set up but the deeper and deeper you look into the republic or the way things were set up uh, everything was set up to kind of be the way it is now um, even the writing of the Constitution, if people really comprehend what a Constitution is and what they're used for. And so I really look at the du jour as being what people think had been set up in the beginning. The, Not what was set up, but newer, what people think was set up. For the newer listeners on the call, can you explain what du jour means, please? Uh, well, sure. Me, the, uh, the, can I do that? The, the, um, sure, I'll let and then you maybe, uh, have a hack at it. Since I brought it up, and then if you want to follow up after me, that'd be great, Brian. Just in my short it, opinion. Keep it my short, short and sweet. Absolutely. <clears throat> du jour is, is organic government. Um, de facto is government in fact, meaning it may not be 100% lawful, but it is there in, in fact. Uh, like say, for an example, an occupying army, a mili- you know, an, an occupation, a military occupation. The government in force is a de facto government. For the Libra Code is a perfect example of that. It allows for a de facto government to take place in America, um, whereby the the normal civil procedures will proceed as usual. I yield. Uh, no, and you know what, you're really correct. And when you talk about it being the organic government, well, when you hear the word organic, uh, people should think life, something that's alive. And what the de facto, the only thing that de facto brings to you is stuff that is in fiction and stuff that is dead. And so de facto would be de facto would be public, and de jure would be private. You could put it that way as well. Um, but to me, the de facto system that's running everything, you know, and they talk about the benefit of the public and doing this for the public and that in the public, to me, their public is actually their own private system. It has nothing to do with people. That's my opinion. Absolutely. And the, the beauty of it is that it's mostly meant, I think, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, please. The de facto system of government is, I think, pretty much so restrictive against uh, corporate body politics. And I know it's hard to see that, but that is that is what I strongly believe. Well, I do want to say I had like two or three members contact me today and want to set up this call this evening. So if any of them are on here and they had some issues they wanted uh, me to address or whatever, uh, feel free to speak up. Well, what I, what I wanted to talk about is uh, 
is the list of uh, what you call it, the freedom list. And you and we talked before, and you said it might be on the uh, Lawful American uh, Solutions website. And I wanted to get a clarification and. Like like a class, or maybe not tonight because there's it's not a topic that is crossed before here. But just like go through that one night paper, so we can. I would like to get going to claim my nationality. That's what I'm focused on. Okay. Well, you're kind of talking about two different things there. Um, as far as that checklist that I made, I made that after the website was set up, and um, I was not set up as a manager of that. Okay. Um, a friend of mine did that and he is currently, uh, indisposed from us for the next year or so. <laughs> um, but it has lots of good stuff on there. It has my declaration of status on there. And in the declaration of status, you'll see, um, each paragraph or most of the paragraphs, actually there's seven paragraphs. And I think three or four of them list a exhibit to look at. Well, if you think about what that paragraph is talking about, uh, you should know what that exhibit is, all right, or what you would use for that. And that declaration of status that I wrote up isn't a template for people to use. I normally just only put out photos of it because I didn't want anybody to have it really in template form because I want them to be able to read it and write out their own in a way that they would be able to comprehend what they're writing and they could stand on it. And that basically is administrative process to let uh, the current incorporated system running things, let them know where you stand at, what your position is in this world. You have that right. It it was granted and uh, one was written by Eleanor Roosevelt um, there's been a couple other things that have been written. They've been accepted by the UN. Not written by the UN, but accepted by them. They agree with it. Everybody has the right to declare what form of government they are following and what form of government they're going to be under, uh, providing it doesn't do harm to other people. And so that's essentially what, what that's for. As far as claiming your nationality, uh, that's through the government of the United States of America, to, to the republic that everybody thought was created for everybody. Uh, hey, Walt, Walter, are you on your list? Or Walt? <laughs> no, this is Rocco here. Hey, hey Rocco, what's up? Yeah, hey I put it uh, I asked Walt to be on with us as well. Oh, okay. I got to put the doggies barking about. I had, to, I had to take me a cold shower. Man, it's hot. <laughs> where, where are you located at, Rocco? I'm on uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, man. What do you mean, hot? I'm way down here in southwest Florida. I'll tell you yeah, what hot is. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Easy killer. <laughs> I'm sitting here out on my lanai, looking out back, watching my animals, but I'm sitting here in my underwear with a fan on me. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm sitting in my underwear with two fans. So. Oh, uh, uh, the thing is, at least down here, the heat of the day, 
gives your blood a chance to get a lot thinner. You know what I mean? So when it does yeah. start to cool down, when it does cool down in the evening, you actually do start feeling cooler. But up there, man, that blood stays thick. Yeah. Whew. Well, you know what they say: blood is thicker than water. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be, anyway. Yeah. It looks like a hundred percent humidity in St. Louis. So. And well, you guys are all putting your blood over your intent right now. And when we come together, it's blood thicker than water. And the water is the de facto. So that's that's yeah. what's meant by we're we're gonna fight to you know, for freedom by putting our blood oh. every single day over our intent. Yeah, blood over intent, I agree. Oh you know, I I've you know, I, looking back and you know, at one time I kinda of wish I had been born in a different time in America than I have now. Now I'm kind of maybe comprehending why I was born at this time. Uh, that way I can look back. And I look back and I see the struggles and the fights that people have had and the direction that this country has taken and kind of where the errors were at and the things that were caused to help create those errors. And I think now if people quit arguing over little tiny things like definitions and stuff like that and just take things for what they really are and come together. There are so many groups scattered across America that if they, they could just unite to some degree and say, hey, as long as we, degree, as long as we agree on 90% of these issues, we can move forward. You know, but too many, we've all been taught to take one little petty thing and get so freaked out about it that, oh, no, no, I can't work with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm the, I admit, I'm the same way even when it comes to girls. If there's, if she's got a really, really big butt, well, sorry, that's not for me. <laughs> but you know what? She could be the freaking most awesome individual you ever want to meet in the world. You know what I mean? And you can lose something for not connecting. You know what I'm saying? But and that's what these groups are doing. It's saying, oh, they do this or do that. And on top of it, they don't even look into the reason or even want to hear the reason why they are doing things the way they're doing or using the definitions or the words that they're using. They just automatically put up a wall and walk away. And we should really all be open and more loving to each other and more understanding. You know, uh, one organization that I'm working with now, I looked at several years ago, and it took me 15, 20 minutes to turn my back and walk away because those things are still in place in my mind. And now I have totally changed all of that. And it was brought back up to me again. I said, okay, I'll look. And I looked, and I looked a little bit deeper, and since some things had changed in my mind and my heart, I was able to actually examine it and legitimately and go, oh, wow, I really missed some very important information here. These guys are on track. Because as far as separating ourselves from the corporation and everything like that, the more I looked into it, after I turned my back on these other people, 
the more I look into it, I was like, gosh, you would have to do this. You would have to do that. You'd have to do a whole myriad of things to have your standing actually correct. But when I went back and looked at them again with fresh eyes, I was like, wow, I didn't realize they'd done all these things already. Everything's in place. It's been recognized. And they're moving forward. And on top of it, nobody's screwing with them. So that's where I'm at right now. See, I totally got cut up. I don't know why. I, I'm not even in the bad neighborhood for action. But you were talking about everyone coming together, and that's when I got cut off, and then I joined the call after the law fan was talking crap. But, uh, what I, I mean, the whole point, what you, I think what I got out of what I just heard was that these communities coming together, uh, despite uh, the differences, right, of, of understanding, would actually be super beneficial for everybody. Is that what I heard? Uh, well, how would unity not be beneficial? Uh, you know, I like to think in terms of positive. So I'm not going to investigate how it's not what it's not going to do, but I th- I think that uh, you made a made an excellent point, and and uh, but I think also I Brian wanted to talk to people on the call who had questions. So Brian, do you want to uh, do you want to take some questions from people who have been on your call for a while and haven't spoken? No, no, that's what I said at the very onset was that this was set up actually by a few members of the group wanted to do this, and so if they have questions and stuff, feel free to ask. That's what uh, the Thursday night call. Uh, really about. That's what all the calls are about, actually. I'm gonna wind mine down with one more question. Um, that list. Can I get that list off of, uh, 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 like, templates, like, off of I want to get going on it, Brian. I'm ready to make that step. Did anyone? Yeah, (laughs) did not understand it either. Okay, I said the list, the checklist. Can I find those affidavits on uh, tactical sovereignty? Because I want to get going on on claiming my status. Oh uh, yeah, you can. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You know about tactical sovereignty? Go ahead and answer the question for me. I I know shit about tactical sovereignty. You're the fucking master. Go please. <laughs> oh, I'm not the master, but I mean, I'm the one that placed it there, and he asked where to find it, and you spoke up. So, Lord, Lord, please forgive me. I I beg your forgiveness, Lord. Okay, tell me where it is, Brian. Use the search bar, put the word steps in. Affidavit to pop up. That'll pop up, or you can even put the word checklist. Okay. I'm I'm trying to do like one a week. And and when one gets sent off, I'm trying to start another one, so when it comes back, I'm in step. I got moves to make. Um, well, here, let me ask people that were gone. Can I ask Brian a question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Head of household, a status. 
status is, is it a common law status or is it a de facto status or is it like you know a public official status private status what is it i mean i've heard so much about it you've heard about status and you're asking what status is no i'm asking about the head of household is that a status in our yeah, society well, that's a status in the legal realm, yeah. Okay. Is in what law? In that, Sorry. That, I said I'm in so, the legal realm. Oh, in the legal. Okay. So, in other words, you don't... Right. You're, you're basically at... So, the advocation here is predominantly for individual sovereignty without a body politic. Is that right? Well, I really think that... Because I, I just want to say I compliment you. If you're, if you're pushing for that, I, I think that's commendable. That This is something that needs to be talked about, and it's not being talked about that much. You know, a lot of people do actually lean in the, posit, in, in the political area, but tactical sovereignty, direction for individual sovereignty... It's totally doable, but I think it's a very tight, uh, you know, tight rope and a fine line that you're walking. Do you have? Uh, how do you respond? Well, well, the group tactical sovereignty. All right, you take the name for instance. The the first word is tactical, and I, I would hope most people know what tactical means. Now, the word sovereignty in the name of the group is in brackets. I would think. A good share of people, not everybody, would know what being in brackets means. Okay, it means it's really not on the page. It's there, but it's it's not there in the open. It's something that's inside you. Okay, it's it's something granted to us by our Creator, and part of our sovereignty is our ability to choose who we're going to follow and what we're going to follow, and whether we are going to be subservient to something or not. Because if an organization or something is trying to hurt those around us and hurt us, then, of course, we're not going to want to be subservient to it. And we should be able to have the choice to not be subservient to it as well. So Absolutely. That's part of the meaning right within the name of the group itself. Are you familiar with the history of or the foundations of the common law from England? Yeah, I'm familiar with that, and I'm also familiar with the fact that the statutes call themselves common law in the United States. And if, well, there's you, look some... up the Demo- yeah, and if you look up the Democratic Party and look at what law they follow, they follow common law. Right, exactly. And you know what's interesting about that? It emphasizes the point to Charles that I, that I was making to Charles earlier on a private call. Uh, which was that um, there's more than one form of common law in operation here in America and throughout the world. But this multi-jurisdictional condition of state, it's, it's important to emphasize the trilateral structure of it, uh, whereby you have uh, a federal state and then, you know, the people, ultimately. This level of people is where you're, where you're, I believe, are. And it's a, it's a fundamental level. It's a power base for the structure of the legal system. Um, but 
the, the, the real power of your approach comes when there's a coagulation of like-minded individuals in a community to create a rule of court, to uh, bring about a remedy. And this, this remedy is, is common law because it doesn't come from the legislature of the state or from the Constitution, but instead from the, the rules governing the community. I yield the mic on that note uh, so, you know, so that way you can respond. <clears throat> respond to what? I didn't hear the question in that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, it's just maybe there's no question. Well, I can't. For, I can't for, respond. I can't respond if there's no question. <laughs> Brian, for for the new newer people on here, um, can you explain more into detail the definition right. of sovereignty? Well, I kind of. I think I did explain the definition of sovereignty. Um, sovereignty is the right to rule. That's really what it comes down to. And you look at the so-called U.S. government, um, way back, it said, and even Supreme Court rulings, that it, its sovereignty was granted to it by the people. Well, that means the people have the sovereignty. You can't grant something to somebody else or it's something else that you don't have. I mean, I, to me, that's, that's logical sense. Right, the people. But every case... Every piece of case law that I've ever looked at, Brian, that references the people or people of the state or, you know, just in general people is is actually pointing to uh, members of an organized political society. So it doesn't necessarily mean private individual. So how do you can you clarify for us? a little bit about how the status of private individual or private person or private man is different from uh, the the people. people. Well, how it is compared to the people. Well, for one, the people that were referred to, if you're talking about the Constitution, uh, the people were not the inhabitants of America, for one. Okay. But uh, I've I've got a question for you. Are you a citizen? It. Well, I am a citizen of a few different contracts. I have duties and obligations on a few different levels. But uh, but which citizen? I'll I'll, I'll narrow the question then. Are you a citizen Mm -hmm. of the United States? No. (laughs) You're kind of hum hard on that. I'm not one. Are you you a citizen of the United States of America? Uh, No. I'm not one. Right. And nobody is one. You know why? Well, I do know why, yeah. But I want to hear your answer. Why is that? (laughs) No, No, forget forget me. I I, I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) No, I said, why is that? It should be a really easy answer. I mean, no, I asked why. why Well, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm a different breed of, of analyst, okay? 
no, 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 no. Analysis. Your reason, your reason for not being a citizen should be the same as everybody else's. Everybody else's. Which is what I, I, I disagree with, probably. But let me tell you, what, what's the reason that you think? I'll tell you what I think I'm not a citizen for if you tell me yours, okay? Here's what it is. A, I'm not a, I'm not a citizen because I never chose it. I actually had, you know, under the current system, um, the the citizenship of the, the, the child actually um, goes to the citizenship of the parents and until the child steps forward at the age of majority to declare their own citizenship status, whatever it may be, whether it be, you know, not not affiliated at all, or whether it be citizen state or citizen of the United States. The point is that when you're born, you inherit the status of your parents. And then when you, in this system, when you reach the age of majority, it's up to you to declare your status, your new status, whatever that is that you feel you are. And if you don't, it will be presumed that you're, you're basically one of the... Uh, you're you're just in the basket of deplorables. I didn't know a basket of deplorables even existed. <laughs> uh, it exists in Hillary. You're, you're under the I didn't know there was, I didn't know there was one. Well, you, well, let's put it a different way. You're under the wing of the state, you know. Because I've heard it, and you're so, you're a sovereign. You're a sovereign when you stand up on your on your on your feet and say and grab your whatever you grab and say I I choose not to be governed by anybody, even though they have me on paper doing whatever. I'm I'm a man of my own, and and I I use the system how I need to use it to get where I need to go. But no man governs me. No man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. You uh, you said it right there, except for one word, claim. Making the claim. You know, all these people are going to court and saying, oh, I know my constitutional rights and all this. Well, wait a minute. How can you have constitutional rights if you're not a citizen of the United States of America? Thank or a citizen you. of the United thank States? You. Okay, if you claim that you're a citizen of the United States, United States of America, what, okay, where did you make your claim? When did you do your oath and affirmation? When did I have an answer. Show that you made, when did you show that you made your choice to become that? <clears throat> Nobody has. Well, no, uh, the answer is... The only people that probably have are those that are members of the Senate and Congress and uh, POTUS, because they stood up and made an oath in front of everybody that, you know, they were there to defend whatever constitution, you know. But, Nobody else has done enough, unless also you've right. gone into the military. If you've gone into the military, then you swear in as well. But nobody else ever swears in or, or exactly. makes the claim. The claim's never made. And so right there, you're immediately losing by default. And just to mention, though, one thing is that that's the top-down, the bottom-up ideology that Charles is talking about is a different structure whereby – you have the power at the at, as the people in your community, and and so when you when you elect to be a part of it and tithe accordingly, right to, to support your community, you you're no longer bound. You're not you know you you basically through your conduct you have contracted in a private jurisdiction that's separate from the state. Now when you bring bring forward your 
your grand jury and your jury report and also the um, determination if you have a jury situation, right? Uh, you know, it's going to have much more standing. Really, if you want to be free, uh, you know, as a Native American, like Carl Lentz would say, the reservation. But I oh, mean, that claim, yeah. that claim can only have standing. The claim can only have standing if the claimants themselves have standing. And if, if right. they're all coming forward trying to state a claim regarding a situation or whatever, but they haven't corrected their standing, it's like I said earlier. They're all standing there with the Walmart smock on, looking at the boss saying, I, I, I don't work here. And he's laughing and saying, get back to work. <laughs> because they haven't corrected their position. Mm-hmm. You got some good stuff, man. I, I love what you talk about. I love you. I love your concepts of so- tactical tactical sovereignty. Are you a supporter of uh, body politic uh, tactics? Because when you think about body politic tactics for sovereignty, uh, there are a few. I, I'm not a supporter of any politics because the way I look at politics is they are equal to me with the word religion, and they're both man-made BS. Yeah, I agree with that. And if you want to watch politics, you you can enjoy CNN all day long and enjoy the divide-and-conquer strategy. I've got, um, I don't know, I'm I'm sure you guys all all know Lysander Spooner. I'm a big fan of Lysander Spooner. I think he's got a great argument. Uh, Matt Pritchard read the book on... YouTube, if you look for Lysander Spooner, this argument has, I mean, this situation that we're all in has been going on since, you know, 18, whenever this guy was around. But um, something happened in the 1920s from the uh, uh, general chief of staff of the army in the 1920s, and he published this book called Training Manual 2000-25. The manual is for soldiers and citizens, and it was in every post, every port, everywhere. This book was everywhere. But you guys are talking about individualism, and I want to share a, a snip that I've copied out of there, and I'll read it for you in just a sec. Hold on. All right, the philosophy of government as set up under the Constitution finds its keynote in individualism as opposed to the misguided philosophy of government collectivism which makes the state paramount in its demands over inalienable rights of the individual citizens. Incomprehensible as it may seem, the political problems of America and of the world at large are embodied in this question of individualism opposed to collectivism. As a philosophy of government for future development and welfare of nations, emphasis must be laid upon the benefits and advantages accruing from the individual citizen of our country under the form of government set up as the supreme law of the land in the Constitution of the United States of America. So, I mean, right at the heart of this whole republic idea. That was pretty. Yeah. That was so pretty. Yeah. The republic is centered around the individual because if, you know how uh, what's his name used to say? You are unmuted. 
We are live, ladies and gentlemen, here from the Communist Party. So basically what you're saying ultimately is that common law is basically based around individual rights. Because if you really think about it, the common law in the rules of the court is going to – contract law is, 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 is common law because – you know, if let's say you contract in with specific provisions, well, that would be a very, very individual thing in nature, and so therefore, when you have that type of individualism, right, and you have the freedom to be able to actually, can you mute yourself out, please? Yes, mute yourself out, please. I think he's talking to you, Roddy. He's talking to you, sir. You're not my friend, sir. I'm muted. I don't, and I don't know you, so don't say hello to me in any more chat rooms. Do not say hi to me. I'm Donaldson. You know me. Don't say hi to me anymore. Donaldson, I, if you were talking, if you if you were talking, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the interrupt. I know, sir. Interrupt. I know. I know. I respect you. All right. Hey, hey. Uh, point of order. This is Brian. I, I just moved him out. Excellent. Excellent. Go on, Brian. He's he's bounced in in three different entity forms now tonight. And uh, and it's actually Roddy K that comes on all the air calls. If I can find his true identity, I'll hack him off at the frickin' knees because he's just here <laughs> yeah. to disrupt. Right, right, right. Yeah, but like I was going to say, the, the heart of the republic is in the individual, and if, if we don't stand up for other people, we're going to be next. You know what I'm saying? Well, who, who is Absolutely. the founding father that said... I think it was Adams or somebody, he would say that we need to come to the defense of others when we see that their rights are being taken away because next time it could be us. You know, so if the individual doesn't have any rights, even if it's your neighbor, and you'll say, ah, no, it's not my problem. Well, it is your problem because, you know, we have this paramilitary, you know, calling themselves police and trying to, you know, maintain order or whatever, but what their actuality they're doing in practice is is destroying us, you know. And how I, right, I and, and absolutely. You know why that's true is because it's a it's it's not focused around the individualism. It's a broad sweep of civil authority, Roman civil authority, right, over all these people, private people who would or men and women who would ordinarily be free. Next, yeah, oh, you're absolutely right, and. Now, this is something that I've thought about ever since I was like seven, eight years old, because uh, my father was, originally he was a tax collector, or actually a tax assessor in the area where I lived at. Um, He moved on to be a probation officer, and so I got to meet all sorts of kids that were involved in all sorts of horrible situations, uh, traveled with my father on certain uh, home checks, things like that. I learned a lot back then. My father was actually an assistant minister for Rex Humbard, who was on TV back in the 70s. And my father went around uh, the states and opened up uh, private schools, three churches that wanted to open up a private school. He showed them a curriculum and things like that, so they didn't have to follow the indoctrination of the state. And I didn't even realize that that's what he was doing until the past several years you know, 20, 30 years into my life. And I look back and I go, oh, my God, that's what my dad was doing. And I'd love to talk to him now, <laughs> sit down with my dad. He's since passed from old age. But man, he had 17 years of college. Um, 
Spectrum had doctorate in spirituality. He had masters in several things. And it, you know, it really kind of ticks me off that he was as silent as he was with me growing up because he had such a wealth of knowledge. The only great thing that I was benefited by was that his library was right across the hall from my bedroom. And what do you think I spent a lot of my time at? Digging through that library and reading those books and sitting in the bathtub reading those books. Back here on the Communist Call where the sovereigns have infiltrated the talk show platform tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How are you, how are you doing this evening? Bothered, the trouble, the criminals. Excuse me, how are they talking about communism, Roddy, when uh, they're talking about individualism at the same time? That's fucking oxymoronic. All right. Yeah, he's muted out once again. And he will stay muted out. Man, it's hard to wake up the dead. Isn't it, though? What's up with that? <laughs> like I said, you know, I heard his voice on a call a few days ago, and I'm like, oh, I know that voice. So... I just wish I had the technological ability to give it a total boot. Yeah, and I know, Donaldson, I know you got your hand up, but I'm just trying to go through my list here and take care of whatever problem makers there may be. I don't know. I've got limited abilities here, uh, technology-wise, not mentally-wise. Um, okay, Donaldson, if you want to come back. Are you back, Donaldson? Yeah, I'm back. But I don't, I'm not the ultimate, uh, I'm not the end all to, to the remedy for step up themselves. I really want to claim individual sovereignty. But I believe that where, where, where Great Gazoo was going was that individualism's importance is often overlooked and that by a du jour embodiment of the common law, we'd actually be able to, uh, to re, you know, reform a, uh, you know, the du jour republic. And it, around yeah, the I... principles, around the principles, right, that the, uh, I think the founding fathers were originally intent on, um, on bringing about, right? Well, Donaldson, can I can I ask you to do me yeah. a favor? What's up? Uh, do you have a legal dictionary there in front of you anywhere? I actually don't have one. I used to have Barron's Legal Guides Legal Dictionary, but fifth edition, I don't have it anymore. All right, you're gonna make me freaking go into the next room and look through my freaking dictionaries. <laughs> I mean, I have one on my right. phone, but. Well, well, if 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 you or someone wants to read me. The definition of the word communism. I'd love to hear it. That's interesting. This is, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> is there anybody here that can do that? Because I know the definition of the word socialism. I know that very well. And people get pissed off at me when I show them the definition. But the definition of communism isn't very far off. I'm looking. 
what has happened in America, and it's through TV, uh, through all these little shows and the programming, the TV programs that are on, is we're told to freaking hate socialism. We're told to hate communism. And we're told that, oh, certain countries are communists, when actually they're not communists at all. People look at North Korea, they think they're communists. They look at Cuba. You think Cuba's communist? What? Why do you think that? Everybody's knowledge is based on stuff they've been told by somebody else. They've never gone and researched it on their own. If you really want to look into what government structures uh, countries like North Korea or countries like Cuba have, you'll find it's not communist. Or even Russia. God, we've been trained all our life to hate Russia. They're our enemy. Mm-hmm. But who's gone in and really studied what kind of government Russia has? I other have. Than what we've been told. <laughs> other than what we've been told. Because right. it's not the government that we've been told. It's not a communist government. It, it, no. It's a little more similar to the oligarchy happening on America. Do you know what right. the major difference is? What's the major difference between the structure of the legal system in, of Russia compared to America, Brian? Well, no, tell me. Well, I've read that it's... One moment. I just pulled up my uh, dictionary. Oh, okay. The difference is that uh, America is fundamentally a common law society. And Russia Russia is right. That's the claim. Russia is a is is fundamentally a civil law uh, society. They have a civil law structure, Roman civil law structure to their society. That's the biggest difference. And uh, this is why the federal government can get along with Russia. And and it can seem kind of odd to the general population. Because the federal government of America is bound by civil authority. They're actually restricted by the constitutions and legislation that comes out of the states. Okay? Um, and so that's, this, is, this is exactly why, uh, you know, a communication between, our, 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 um, between the de facto government officials and Russia or Mexican officials, because Mexico is a civil law country as well, um, is is it's kind of okay, you know, because it really doesn't affect us necessarily at the local level here in our common law uh, de jure republic. Well, that's what cracks me up is that uh, people come on whatever call I'm on, different venues, and they pipe in, oh, you're a communist, blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait a minute. Why are you calling me communist? You are holding tightly to this United States situation, uh, this control system going on, and this system is a communist and socialist society. You've never even read a definition. If you read a definition, you will realize (laughs) immediately that this is a communist socialist system that is running and controlling things, and people are trying to hold so tightly to it. And they're so afraid of the idea of individualism. You having your own choice. 
at you choosing what God you're going to follow, uh, who's going to rule over you, what you're going to follow. Uh, as long as you follow mm-hmm. natural law, you should, nobody should have any problem in any system. Absolutely, and, and that's why if you take the the oath and read the oath for qualified elector, you're going to find that there's a place in there for you to mark your religious preference. Okay, we respect every uh, religious preference within the common law, and everyone has a right to you know to their personal common law, uh, you know, in our community. Uh, you can find that oath, by the way, on Charles's website, constitutionalgov.us, and uh, just uh, scroll through, and it should say oath, actually, of um, Office of uh, Elected uh, Qualified Elector, and it's it's kind of a lengthy oath, but uh, in there is a is a wealth of information that will kind of open your your eyes up to how an individual freedom can be can be secured, you know. Um, by by kind of pulling completely out of this uh, fiction structure. Well, here, here's the thing. What, let me let me clarify. I'm sorry. I apologize for the intrusion. Uh, let me let me but, back up what I just said. Was bold, ultimately the the there's a de facto state effect of government happening in America and all over the world right now. But they use they use legal fictions. Okay, to get their their work done primarily. Now, under common law, there is no rule or standard that that would stop us from being able to form a common law jural society on a national scale as a legal fiction to remedy national causes. The same goes for state as well as local levels, and that's kind of where I believe Charles is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, but I know that that's I, I believe that that's where you're heading is these different levels of authority. He's unmuted. I hear he must be busy. I don't know. All right. Oh, no, actually, he is muted. I, I had to go through. I think you just muted yourself, too. Thanks for unmuting me, Brian. Yeah, I did. I, I was trying to unmute Charles because he's right next to me. But Hey, Charles, can you talk about the qualified elector oath that was that you uh, – because that's kind of a valuable piece of information right there, which actually allows people to make their private personal claims? Yeah. Um, and actually, I posted a web link to it in the chat window here if people want to kind of take a more detailed look at it. Thank you, Don. Any particular point you'd like me to yeah. draw out, Don? Yeah, for sure. Just We were talking about individualism and and, and federalism combined because at the local level, we do have – there's some relevant – relevant uh, evidence of federalist issues because we're combining forces on, at the local level, but there's also the guarantees that apply to the individual. And I was hoping that you could uh, expand on that a little bit by going into the oath 
of uh, office for the qualified elector and in and, and where you describe that a person can, can elect a specific religious background so that way it, it could become a part of the record under common law. Okay, thank you, Don. Does that meet with your approval, Brian? No, no, go ahead, brother. Absolutely. All right, I appreciate the latitude there. Um, um, but I, I think from where we're at here in the discussion, I have been listening, I, I think we need to back up just a smidgen here um, um, because because what we're talking about here is is trying to empower our individuals. There's, I, I think I heard an overriding concern here uh, in the discussion that uh, could be summarized as trying to empower individuals so that their um, fundamental rights are not stepped up, stepped on, and disregarded. Does that sound right? Yeah, you're correct. Okay, thank you. Um, building therefrom. Um, um, at the same time that we're working with individuals, we also got a problem with chaos, confusion, and anarchy that, in a negative definition of that last term, I know there's positive people that like to think of anarchy in a positive light, but um, either way, the, 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 the chaos and confusion that comes in with with the mob the, the, that is out there, the un, great unwashed, the lost and confused, um, that needs to be um, um, to, to be disciplined, to molded into a, 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 a law and order republic that is respecting the rule of law. Yes, no. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so they're under. They're under. See, the de facto is not a legitimate complaint that, that, that we're just right now. And so they're under, they're coming in with the parents' parente doctrine to it's all like a bunch of children that can't responsibly self-govern, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what they've done. They're, they're using the parents' patry to uh, rule the people. Yeah, yeah, but it's under a presumption that we're too stupid to responsibly self-govern. We're all a bunch of little kids, right? Well, it's under a presumption, and nobody has come back and corrected that presumption. And that's what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, and but there are multiple ways of correcting the presumption, um, and, and I think you've kind of described uh, the the general strategy that's popular in our patriot community. Um, uh, I, I think Don was um, picking up on some of the insights that I believe I've developed um, uh, further from others that have developed them before me. And, and uh, uh, constructed some modern insights that can provide other alternatives than the, the fashionable wisdom that I believe get to uh, uh, curing the root cause of the problem in a more quick and efficient manner. Right. What Charles is saying is basically that, uh, you know, the answers you guys were giving on all your calls earlier, and I, I, I'm not as, as, as couth as Charles. I'm a little more uncouth. I, I try to have you know, more judicial poise in my dialogue now that I've known Charles. But um, I think what he's ultimately saying is that there's a lot of treatments for, sim for the symptoms of the illness that are available to everyone. And if you treat it right, you can cure the symptom. And that's what we see a lot of, what, a lot of times when we're talking about UCC or um, any type of uh, private administrative process claims 
for commercial lien claims, every type of different remedy that you can think of under the sun, which embraces the, the Roman civil authorities structure, okay? Uh, and, and, and to end all, right, uh, it, it merely ne- takes uh, organizing common law jural societies, okay, whereby every individual's right to believe what they want to believe and and conduct themselves in ways that are you know um, with comedy conduct themselves in ways where there's a you know mutual respect for other people uh, that is actually uh, that's a valuable thing anyway I think I kind of I'm getting off of the subject but But Charles, did you? Hopefully, that that cleared it up. The point is that you guys, um, as you organize as head of the household, okay. I I know this from personal experience. Recently, I had a friend named Johnny. Right, he had a, he he had hit a stop sign. He was drunk. He was driving the car drunk. It was his dad's car. Okay, but he ran from the scene, and then he came back, and then he basically got intertwined. Okay. And uh, he got pulled into the to the to the court system, uh, and they tried to stick oh, him. He, they tried to stick uh, him, right? So he got and he, he got arre- he got arrested for being stupid. Then <laughs> he shouldn't have come back. Right. Well. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, he came back, and uh, he was trying to take responsibility, you know. But he he didn't for whatever purpose it was meant to be that I was, you know, there was a cause, and we ended up talking about it. And what it brought to my lot to my eyes was that because I did some research on it, was that the family purpose doctrine was a viable remedy for him, because under the family purpose doctrine, the head of the household is responsible. That may come from, uh, you know, the use of the family car. You see, so when I saw that, I didn't, I didn't quite know what to think of it because I wasn't clued into the whole township concept yet and how to apply common law um, from a, a organized perspective. Um, but now I can see that head of the household uh, is actually, since they're liable under common law, right? that's a very, very valid status by which we could live by. And, uh, you know, to do it without the township under you, I think would be futile to the effort indeed. And I say that because with, if, you're, if you're just acting alone as head of the household, they, you will get junked into the de facto state's jurisdiction as someone incompetent because you have no community to back you up under common law. There's no full faith and credit. In common law, there is no equal protection as is, there, as is in, in de, the de facto world. It's a different type of equal protection. Oh, but I know you... Yeah, uh, go ahead, I yield. All right. Brian, if, uh, if you... If you could unmute me in chat, I could post some web links to some documents that kind of support what Don and I are talking about here. All right. Well, I kind of went and muted the whole fucking chat because it was crazy. I, I know. Uh, 
I, I, I just suggest on, that. Um, I just unmuted you from the chat. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with the TalkShoe controls there, but you can, you can use your mouse cursor to go over the red circles there and unmute uh, either the phone lines or the chats for individuals. Yeah, I did just unmute you from the chat. Okay. Um, now, Pardon me. There was some. I, there was some I want to discuss with you. Sure, go ahead. And uh, you brought up what uh, Keith Livingway is doing. Yeah. Or has done. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to hear a little bit of your views or what your thoughts were there. Um. Um. The. The discussion came up in the last Friday conference that I hold, host, that um, um, Mr. Livingway was actively subverting um, um, work of the Beacon 37 group. Uh, Keith and his group were actively subverting the work of the Beacon 37 group, and um, I'm not a complete fan of the Beacon 37 group either, but... Um, uh, I personally had had interactions with Keith Livingway also, wherein uh, he was pretty much acting like a tyrannical despot and not in pursuit of the best interests of the common people, I believe. Um, and uh, thereunder, we rather came to a conclusion in my conference last week that um, uh, Keith Livingway, because Keith Livingway is claiming to be the head of an organization that claims to be the de jure lawful organic constitutional government of the USA. Oh, 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 it, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's not claiming to be head of that at all. Well, there's been no, there's been no he, claim like that made. Well, he's, he's just the more outspoken. He's, he's, more, he's more outspoken. Pardon me? I said Pardon he's me? just more outspoken. Yeah. I said he is more outspoken. Well, he, his, the the group that he's got organized claims to be the lawful government of the USA. Yet they don't talk about townships. And this Don, is can I finish? Oh, oh yes, they, oh, can I finish? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, they do talk about townships, but let him continue. Well, Brian, uh, I, I I believe. Mr. Livingway's group claims to be the de jure organic government of the USA, right? Right. And Mr. Livingway is de facto or de jure. He's pretty much the leader of that group, isn't he? No, he's not. <laughs> Who's actually, the leader, Brian? Actually, there's a governor. His name is Stu. And there's not a president because presidents are head of corporations. So there's no president. There's only a governor. Well, you you seem to be entangled with Mr. Livingway's work there, and um, uh, yeah, I, I welcome uh, 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 further open, honest debate. I'd love to have you, if we get cut short here or anything, uh, up here in the conference tomorrow that I'm going to be hosting to further explore these matters. But if you'd like to go ahead and explore them here, uh, I'm up to that. Uh, what time is your conference tomorrow? For uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, I'm at work at that time. 
Um, I've actually been invited to come to the Florida Assembly's call to talk about a pretty similar topic to this, and that's going to be at 7 o'clock next Tuesday. Okay, well, I don't know how to tune into that if there's a uh, a, a web link or a um, uh, number and ID code to get in, um, and you think that uh, my presence might be welcome, I would be glad to attend. Well, to me, I think everybody's presence should always be welcome. Uh, they haven't forwarded me the uh, phone number for it yet. Uh, I just requested that they didn't do it over a 712 conference number. And uh what I am going to do is whatever number they do give me, I'm going to link it to this number. So you can listen to it over this talk show number, and I'll record it here. All right. I'll do my best to tune in. Um, but did you want to go ahead and explore the what we can on the merits of the controversy surrounding Mr. Livingway? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can discuss the merits of Mr. Livingway, uh, provided that there's some proof to claim. All right. Well, uh, um, see, at this point, it, it, it becomes um, uh, the, the wisdom of the traditional common law process of assembling 12 people of good reputation in the community is really valuable. Um because with just a small group here, there's a danger that uh, one faction or another may uh, uh, bamboozle the others into submission, and um, it, it'll look like a colorable verdict, but it's it's not really broad-based conscience of the community that is the ultimate goal of common law due process. Right. Um, but... Um, um, I, 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 and in your the 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 wall of defense that you've erected surrounding Mr. Livingway and his group there, I think you're uh, using some some um, um, fashionable definitions of words like president that are um, uh, technically inconsistent with the etymology, organic meaning of the words. Well, I, I just look at other nations and how they're assembled and who their heads are. Okay, well, the the, the process that I'm proposing and that I believe Donaldson there is picking up on and seeing wisdom in is, is a, a paradigm shift in the form of government from um, um, what, what's fashionable in almost all governmental jurisdictions on the planet right now, which is a majority rule form of government. What we're talking about is building consensus uh, at each level of government from the grassroots bottom up to where uh, the national and planetary government is also required to operate on consensus rather than the problematic majority rule. Well, absolutely. A majority rule is a very problematic situation. I mean, yeah, you're talking about a couple wolves and one sheep sitting together and deciding what they're going to have for dinner. Yeah, that's majority rule. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm 100% against majority rule. I, I okay, just excellent, excellent. Be heard. 
Excellent. Have you meditated upon how it might be possible to give the sheep a vote and 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 actually insist upon consensus before anybody gets their um, uh, rights uh, uh, adjudicated to be um, uh, vulnerable to process? Well, I think it's one hundred percent okay for you to say okay. Um, I'm going to fall underneath a government or an organization, whatever you want to call it. I don't even like the word government. It means the governing or control of the mind. But I think it's okay to fall under something like that as long as that organization isn't dictating dictating what your life is supposed to be. Well, um, at, at this point, I, I'd like to raise three words that I think will help clarify the discussion, and that would be um, uh, two of them are kind of similar, anarchy and, and freedom, uh, which both words indicate a system of, of um, um, no restraints whatsoever on human behavior. But the third word, liberty. Liberty imposes restraints on human behavior. There's not many restraints, but they're necessary in order to keep the peace among the people. Well, yeah, liberty is liberty is actually what uh, men in the navy get when they leave a ship. You know, well, that, leave I think that's ship, a perversion of the word liberty. I think liberty is much broader than the 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 admiralty jurisdiction that you're bringing in here. Well, I'm not talking admiralty jurisdiction. I'm well, talking liberty. About navy guys on the ship. Yeah, but Charles, he wasn't trying to just take us away from okay. the, our okay. main point. Yeah. Uh, Okay, say so okay, say liberty is when you are on lunch break from your work job. Uh you are still wearing that name badge and should operate in a way that uh, shows that you are a decent human being so it doesn't reflect badly back on the company for whose name badge you're wearing. Okay, but you're talking about a corporate environment wherein uh, the larger framework is under master-servant relationship, which is all under commercial law, right? Well, first we, you argued because I mentioned a ship, which went to Admiralty. You know, I talked about an occupation, which goes to commercial. So I'm not sure what you want. I think. Well, well, I, I think. I think, think Charles, if I might, Charles, if no, I might add, no, let me my point, Don. I'm, Okay, sir, uh, I didn't realize liberty. you weren't done I'm, yet. I'm still I'm saying under liberty you still owe allegiance to someone. There's nothing wrong if that someone is God, sir. Oh, and I couldn't agree more. And okay, I well, actually then. think that and I and I actually think that is the best way for every man and woman to liberate themselves is to choose sides. There's two sides running on the track here. People don't realize that. There's the evil. Well, the majority of people don't realize that. There's the evil going on, and there's good going on, uh, but limited good. You can join the good side. You have to put that distinction out there and let them know that. You have to choose sides. If you don't choose sides, a side will be chosen for you, and I've said that over and over again. Are you? Well, thank you. Um, uh, the... Um, 
And at that point, I'm not sure we covered all the points there, but to segue to a, a, a main vein of, 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 of enlightenment here is, is when we decentralize the governmental power down to the 10 household township jurisdictions, at that point, um, responsible self-governing is, 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 is um, institutionalized in smaller localized communities, and they can, uh, at those small ten household levels, consensus uh, is, is possible to maintain because it's such a small group of people, and they can they can hammer out the consensus so that they can govern, they can get away from that majority rule that is so problematic. And and when you have consensus in your smaller local communities about who's the leader and what uh, how you're going to tweak and fine tune common law to apply it within your own jurisdiction, then you've got the full breadth of the scope of liberty. As long as you're applying fundamental principles of common law and prohibiting breaches of the peace within your own community, then you can claim that sovereign. You can claim that tactic that sovereign tactical strategy for yourself, for your own community, and they're under your heads of household and their families or have their liberties maximized to the maximum possible extent because they are holding themselves accountable under the larger communities that are, are, are progressively organized in smaller uh, uh, consensus-building forums uh, instituted in hierarchical layers above, above them. Charles, you know that what? was beautiful. You know what? Beautiful. Sorry. You know what? I want to say. I, I wanna, <laughs> that is beautiful. Go ahead, Brian. But I, I want to I hit on why that's beautiful. And you know, there's two points to that. Uh, number one, I can't remember what founding father it was. I, I read it from. I think it was from uh, Thomas Jefferson. He said that the biggest mistake that was made in the formation of the United States was that the, sta- the states were too big. They should have been more of the size of county, where the people could have more interaction and feel more liability to the actions that were done. And the second point that I think that's beautiful about that is scriptural. If you go back into scripture and go back into John the Baptist and what he was doing, you know, what was being created were families of churches. There was no such thing as a church. It was a handful of families, normally no more than 10, that would come together and they would make an agreement. They would take care of each other. Some might have been carpenters. Some might have been dressmakers. uh, Some might have been mill workers. But they all strengthened that whole unit. And as that unit got bigger, then they sprouted off to another unit. And that falls directly in line with what you have just said, Charles. Thank you, Brian. Um, I'm glad you quoted scripture because uh, that allows me to segue into the Exodus 18 root of of what I'm talking about. Brian, are you familiar with the Exodus 18 uh, uh, structure of communities of tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands? Uh, Charles, I haven't spent one day in public school. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That was an awesome thing. Uh, you know what? I really thought. It, I really thought at one point that maybe I got left out from a good education. And then when I met people out in the world, and they're pulling me aside and they said, "Hey, 
Um, my boss wants me to take care of this contracting company where we're doing sidewalks. Can you teach me the difference between inches and feet? I was like, oh, my yeah. God, yeah, I think I, I did get a good education. <laughs> uh, all right, but are, are, are you familiar with the Exodus 18 verse that I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I had to memorize okay. that stuff, brother. <laughs> okay, well, well, good. I'm glad we share that commonality. I'm ex-Jehovah's Witness. I, I memorized that kind of stuff myself. But um, to build thereon. Um, uh, that that was ancient Mosaic law, where we're, we're talking Torah law, 3,400 years ago. Um, but but uh, in Matthew or in in Mark and Luke, uh, there's verses that indicate that Jesus was organizing his followers along the same pattern. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, and 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 from there. We go to ancient pre-Norman conquest common law before 1066 A.D. in England. At that time, the entire structure of England was mysteriously following that same pattern that Jesus and Moses were following. Um, and, in, and, in, and, and it's continued in our common law tradition. Uh, and if you look in modern Black's Law Dictionary, you'll see the definition of what is referred to as, quote, hundred courts, unquote. That's the very hundred that we're talking about uh, 3,400 years ago in, in, in the mosaic model. Yeah, that reminds me of the Book of the Hundreds by John Quaid. There we go. There it all. John Quaid and Randy Lee, the, the name of their general larger organization was the Christian Jural uh, Society, right? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, and they promoted the concept of, quote, Christian common law, right? Yes. Okay, there's our uh, bedrock. There, there's our bedrock I, I upon which we can build the superstructure for deplacing, displacing the entire de facto present Roman uh, uh, empire model of government that's coming to at us to micromanage us and treat us as slaves under their statutes and codes. And that's why we should separate our status from them. Well, we, we can do that through our hundred courts. Our hundred courts are judicial tribunals that have authority to re-engineer constitutions. Can we backtrack, Charles, just for just for a second uh, to to the head of the household again? Uh, because sure, I think I, I'd like to briefly say that I'm glad I got to make some important fundamental points there, and I'll back off and let Don and Brian and others go ahead and uh, take the ball for a while here. Well, you don't have to drop out completely because I do need. I'm your not support. going. I'm just going to throttle back. Uh, I would like your support, I'm not necessarily needing it, but let me refer, right, right. correct myself. But the what I wanted to say was to to Brian was that. The sovereignty of your family is when you're the head of your household at your, you know, whim. I mean, they give up liberty for you because you're paying the bills and you're doing certain things. And so there's a there's a rule of law there at your house, you know. And uh, as the head of the household, there is some waiver of sovereignty uh, uh, implied, you know. In the you know, in the inner workings of the you know the family structure when you're just doing your own ordinary thing, so I'm thinking that uh, you know ultimate sovereignty is only possible in terms of of a of a sovereign God, if you will, 
metaphorical sense. But um, as head of the household, you reign supreme as the sovereign in your township. Um, and and you, you, you ultimately, um, you know, under parents' patriae, now I'm saying parents' patriae because, uh, you know, we can adopt that principle. In common law, you can do everything that the statutory can do um, and more. But uh, the whole idea is that as head of the household, you're sovereign, and then you have your collection of heads of households in the hundreds. Yeah? So you have your precinct because you have your ten, he- ten, ten tens, in other words, of heads of household. You know? Yeah, that's why it's called a hundred court. Right, and therefore you have your precinct. But there's going to be people in there that that don't have the same information, right, Charles? They don't have the same education, and it's basically a a parents patrie situation, where where you're they're in your jurisdiction now. They're no longer in the state's jurisdiction. They're in yours because you stepped up to the plate. Now you have a duty to protect your your township, you know. You're absolutely right. Uh, the responsibility now lays on you. And the problem is, is that all these years, the people have not accepted the responsibility. And they look to another power to take over for it so that they don't have to do it. That's why everybody runs to go get food stamps and shit like that. And the second they lose their job, mm-hmm. they don't stop and think, you know, oh, gosh, should I think about this? Did I plan ahead of time? Did I start planning a garden? No. They automatically look for somebody else to be their savior. That's why we've got all these movies on TV right now, or on uh, theater right now. You've got all these superhero movies and shit. It's because everybody's looking for a superhero. Why can't we rely on ourselves? Why can't we rely on each other? Well, I, I, I think it may be useful at this juncture to address the concept of a social safety net for when people uh, end up having dysfunctionalities in their own lives where they're no longer capable of uh, uh, supporting themselves. Um, see, in, in the biblical model and in the Christian model, the widows and the orphans were taken care of by the community. There was a social safety net in place. It just wasn't this leftist version that we've got modernly got, where under they're they're misconstruing you as 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 a child who needs to have a military police state governing him just because you happen to fall on hard times for a while. Yeah, absolutely. It should not be that way. Right, right. So there's there's nothing wrong with with with. Uh, uh, availing ourselves of benefits that the current de facto regime uh, uh, is providing here for us in in their own efforts to lend color of legitimacy to their uh, uh, military rule. Um, I, I don't, in, in different words, uh, I, I don't think it's it's reasonable to misconstrue our claims of sovereignty tactical sovereignty. Uh, I don't think it's justified to misconstrue that as a consent to be treated as a child and a slave under their Roman Empire model of government. 
Oh, I don't know. Can you repeat what you just said, Charles? Because I didn't catch what you said. I don't think the de facto military model of government and the officers therein are justified in presuming that, that, that we have consented or contracted to be treated as slaves just because we're taking advantages of, of the social safety net that they're presently monopolizing. Good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. They're no. aware of what they're really doing, though. That's oh, not no. the point. No. Yes. No, if there's you no meeting up. Now, this goes back to biblical stuff. If you are accepting benefits, you hold liability. That's 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 a, a, a misinterpretation of scripture. There, I dare suggest, sir. That's right. Wow. Okay. This is a great well, call. Well, I'm having a good time. Well, you know. Well, you know what? Um, I think that the commercial society totally follows um, scripture. Okay, because I fo- I followed scripture when I set up my bank account. Okay, and I set up a bank account and I set it up under my DBA, so it's not me. Okay, it's who I'm operating through, and I set it up as a non-interest bearing account, which means I was not receiving any benefits from them at all. Well, no benefits to me scripturally means no liability. Well, guess what? About two months after I set it up, I went and I bounced two checks on that account to see what they would do. I received um, two letters in the mail for each check. And it said that I had X amount in there. This is the month the check was written for. Uh, and then it said how much they would charge for each check since there was insufficient funds. And at the bottom it said the amount that was charged. The amount that was charged, zero. They could not charge me because I was not accepting any benefits from them. And I was like, wow. I mean, I, I just started playing around with these concepts. And I was like, these guys are following scriptural philosophy. Well, I, I do suggest that's in some elements of their process. They're following scriptural philosophy. That doesn't mean that their karma is 100% clean, sir. Oh, I know they're not clean. That I know. <laughs> We've oh, okay. all well, that. I see no other uh, uh, reason for raising your point here than either either we got a problem with the present de facto regime or we don't, you know, and, and if we got a problem, we got to talk about engineering an alternative system well, in order to, uh, people can find true liberty rather than just being treated like kids under the parent parente doctrine. Well, my my personal problem with the current parents patre regime is that you just separate yourself from it. You know what? We have been born on a freaking land of war that's going on here. People don't realize it. It's them against us. The best thing to do is just separate yourself. Go ahead and fight your little war over here if you want. Count me out. I, I'm going to separate myself. Number one, I, I've claimed that I'm an establishment of religion under the First Amendment. Uh, that was the hugest thing I think that affected me when I started getting pulled over. When I get pulled over late at night, 
that they would do that and say, oh, okay, uh, you're you're clergy. Okay, they let me go. They would never screw with me. Uh, that's happened every time since I've done that. And that falls under the Libra Code, Article 53. Except one one thing is that every time you take that First Amendment right, you know, like you're actually claiming to be part of that body politic and not an individual sovereign sovereign entity. Okay, so 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 there therefore is your uh, uh, your you know logical fallacy, and I'm not trying to say yeah, you're wrong because I think you were correct in what you were doing, and and the the police were so you know like brainwashed and 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 you know chalk fed. Okay, that they they literally don't know what to do either, so they're just going with it, you know. If I may. Hey, brother man, what's going on, man? I had a little trouble getting in tonight. I don't know why I was being blocked or anything, and I just couldn't understand it. I had to block everybody in the beginning Mm. because we had a couple Mm. people trying to talk crap. And so I had to go and open up Charles and open up Don, a couple of people, you know. I see. Well, uh, I got a comment about a few things that I was listening to trying to get in um, about uh, a claim, something that most people don't even realize or even recognize because they're so indoctrinated and we're so acclimated into the... uh, school systems, and even if we went to private schools, a lot of times they were taught in private schools, but uh, usually in private schools they teach us to uh, perform critical thinking, and the thinking and uh, I was talking about is uh, that has anybody on this call ever claimed a nationality besides you, Brian? I, I don't know. I think a lot of people think they I have one, but I don't, I don't think they've claimed one. Who Donaldson said has. If they, Donaldson. If, they, if they've claimed one, who have you claimed it with? Oh, I, I literally claimed domicile uh, under the 1849 Constitution of California. Oh, okay. And, uh-huh. Now, okay, give me an Oh, by the way, that was with a common law ID that I created myself. Okay. Uh, and he had notarized, and uh, yeah, so that's okay. also been uh, apostilled. That was yeah. my second. Uh, that was my second Who'd you question. Claim it with? Oh, Secretary of the State, and also I uh, just you know I claimed it for the with the people with myself, and I got it notarized and basically full you know double backed, full faith and credit, the whole nine yards. Okay, then I have a I have another uh, uh, thing I'd like to ask, or uh, you know that. Um, did you know that whenever we claim a uh, residency within this union, uh, not the union, but within the corporation that makes us a Dutch citizen? Oh, that's, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, I don't claim residency, but yeah. Okay. See, the thing is, is that portion that you claimed you did a claim, a nationality claim, through that uh, corporate entity to the uh, king of the Netherlands, which is um, Alexander. And um, he owns all the ports of the world. And he also, He's a dickhead. He also uh, runs his business out of the Indian Trade Company. 
and uh, they have not really, there's no government there. It's a corporation. So you've claimed uh, uh, um, an open affirmation to a corporation, not a nation. Well, exactly. I totally get it. I mean, you know, because of the vacant offices, yeah, I absolutely. When I made that, uh, you know, that report to the Secretary of State, yeah, I was actually, like, basically saying, hey, I'm a part of something that doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm not even claiming head of my household here. So there was a lot of errors in what I did. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. But uh, because, because the I still think started. that there's credibility, don't you agree, in in uh-huh. in well, yeah, in claiming domicile, yeah, in claiming domicile, yeah. I'm asking, I'm asking a question. I'm in claiming domicile, right? In under right. the 1849 Constitution, which is pre-ratification. Hey, uh, can I, can I talk here for a second, bro? Go ahead. What's, what's the Constitution? The Constitution, if you go and look it up. It's written by a constitutor. A constitutor is one who accepts the liability for the debt of another. Are you sure you want that? Yeah, I actually do want to be a du jour constituent. You you want you want to owe a debt of somebody else. I'm actually trying to actually be play the game and become a part of. In other words, I want to actively raise the bar on the communication between the people and the government. So I'm playing the game. See, I'm doing something that's different than other people. That People want to pull out of the system, that's fine. You don't support it. You want to be an individual, there's a remedy there for you. I'm, but my goal, as well as Charles's goal, I can, pretty, you know, I can pretty much infer from his conduct on calls that well, it's pretty well, much the same. Don't speak for Charles. Don't put words in Charles' mouth, but I mean. Well, I know Charles. Why, I think I'm, I, why, I can I can fairly say he's with me on this concept. Uh, but, but why? Actually, he's actually confirmed to, me as why, the justice of the peace, as well as head of the why, household and qualified elector in my district, my precinct. Uh, why? Why? Why do you? Why do you want to be responsible for the debt of someone else? Because it's responsible. Do you have the power of attorney for John so you can speak for him? Uh, you don't necessarily need it if he's incompetent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let's go back to that claim about claiming a nationality. Um, if, if you say you want to work inside the... Um, De fact, I mean, what you call de facto, because there's no such thing as a de facto or a de jure, truthfully. It's uh, like a title. Um, their corporation and corporate uh, charters um, constitution are uh, a controlling aspect that we are slaves to that. We aren't separate from it. And if we think we're going to work with them, then we're sadly mistaken, because I've tried. And I got nowhere with it. And I did everything they wanted me to do and still got nowhere. The more you do for them, the less you get from them. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Charles here. Can, can I ask you the 
if we've got a handle for the newer male deep voice that's raising some important issues here? Uh, my name is Walter on Illinois. Walter in Illinois. Glad to make your acquaintance, Walter. I'm Charles Stewart from Oregon. Um, and and uh, Don, uh, your your choice of words there was was generally quite accurate with regard to my beliefs, and I'm glad you're uh, are, are, are championing uh, the general thoughts that um, I've brought to your consciousness here. Um, well, thank you, Charles. Um, pardon me. I said, thank you, my lord. <laughs> We're getting into common law real deep here, fellas. Um, um, which I do believe provides the solution, the answers to the many problems that we face. Um, and I'd like to point again, because because we, we, we've got heartfelt emotions, passions here. Our, our thirst for justice is intense. Um, um, but, but, see, common law due process... Uh, uh, gleaning multiple sources and distilling the essence, I've come across a, a phrase that my compatriot Don has also picked up on and echoed on occasion. It's called judicial calm. Well, where do you get the judicial power then if you're not a government? Well, to 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 go to your issue, um, uh, the judicial power is decentralized down to the precinct level of the hundred courts. And 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 that is the judicial power is essentially the sovereignty. Or Oregon statute has a verse that talks about judicial officers have the power to command uh, the obedience of everybody in their immediate presence. Okay, that's sovereignty right there. That's tactical sovereignty. Your tactical point man for your tactical sovereignty is your justice of the peace in the precinct level jurisdiction. Well. Um... I've got uh, my idea about it, um, but there's two points that I have to uh, stress here. Um, one is, do you have rights? Yeah, if you're asking me, sure, but um, 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 please work to the main point uh, That's directly, what, sir. Yeah, I, well, I'm working up to that, but there's two issues I have to clarify here before I can even make a comment, you know, an informed decision based on, you know, uh, information that I just received. To get a sound logical decision based on the information I just received, I have to establish two things. One is you think you got rights. If you've never claimed a nationality and you've never claimed the rights and formed the right declaration of rights, then you have no rights. You signed all your rights away when you signed documents with the corporation. Do you, do you would would you argue that that is uh, uh, true in the eyes of the true God of the universe? That's right, because we have signed into a um, contract slash covenant with a corporation, and we know. Uh, well, in the eyes of, if we might reference again, the eyes of the true God of the universe. Do you That's really the, think? The original do you covenant. really think there was? Uh, it might, not be the, it might not be in the eyes of the God of the universe, but it's the eyes of those who have the freaking gun pointed at our head right now. It's a big difference, big difference, big difference, my man. Okay? 
We I do obey the true God of the universe. We have the right to resist the guys with the guns, okay? We don't have the right to resist the God of the universe, but we do have the right to get, resist the guys with the guns, right? That's true, and um, that is a choice that we each individual, on an individual basis, have to make. We can't speak for another man. See, he gave us dominion over this world, not each other. And in the uh, right, right, right. But those that are willing to join with this in this holy spiritual battle do basically, uh, by their courage, standing up for the cause of truth and justice. Those men should be construed as qualified electors, uh, special uh, uh, burden holders within our organic body politic community, and they deserve uh, our, our mutual pledge of our lives and our blood and, and our sacred honor. Right. And to add okay. to that, to, to add to what you're saying, Charles. Charles, to add to what you're saying is this. Uh, you you know everyone needs to get involved and become qualified electors in their community as head of the household right now to fill that office immediately. Do it. Let's do it together. Is what I'm saying. Let's all do it together, and this way we will simultaneously, energetically, you know, put into fruit, you know, action and motion uh, something that's going to bring about good fruit. This is this is some good okay. stuff right here. Let me ask you a question. Did you, who appointed that um, position to you? Who who appointed what position? Head of household? No, the me. One I'm, I'm single. The I'm elector. single. To okay, let me recompose here. I apologize for for my. Uh, Tone. Hey, hey, uh, I, I think Charles sorry, is actually the one who I, has hey. qualified my position as a justice of the peace for the super state of California. All right. Point of order. Point of order right now. Uh, one of the gentlemen who organized this call this evening, Kelvin, had a question he wanted to ask, and I want to open the floor to him. Alvin, are you here, Kelvin? Oh, hello. Great. Hello, Kelvin. How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing all right. Hold on a second. I, just, uh, I was laying down. Well, it's nice to meet you, sir. And uh, we got Charles. We got uh, Brian on the call. Got some other guy with a deep voice. What's your name, sir, again? Walter. Walter on the call. And uh, some other listeners. What's What's good? Hey, uh, yeah, what's up, Kelvin? Well, well, I hear you guys talking a lot about concepts, and it seems that would be all that we ever talk about is concepts. Everybody talks about the remedies and this and that, but when it actually comes to doing these procedures, I never, I can never find actual good answers. Uh, when it comes to making the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I fully understand the whole concept of how to make this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it seems like when you actually go to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it seems to be the most difficult peanut butter and jelly sandwich to make that ever existed on the plane. He said plane, you guys. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yes, the, the plane, the earth, not the planet. <laughs> um, so my question is, well, I have several questions. One question is, uh, well, the question I had for you earlier, Brian, why would one need multiple copies of the certified birth certificate? Okay. What well, can I do with that? Uh, like I, 
Okay. Like I said in that link where you asked me that, I said, do you not have more than one set of keys to your car? And the reason being is because I don't know if you're like me, but I hide stuff from myself. You know what I mean? Especially important things, you know? And then it's like, oh, God, where did I put that at? You know? And that's actually a very important document that you should have with you. Like at all times? You know what? I'll tell you what. I I encountered a very interesting situation here a few months ago down in Naples, Florida. Um, I had that with me. It was tucked above the visor of my passenger side of the vehicle. And I was pulled over for having too dark of tint on my vehicle, on my Crown Victoria police interceptor. And they want to know if they could search, they want to know if they could search my vehicle. Well, I know I shouldn't let them, but I, I said, sure, go ahead. They, they asked me, they, they said, do you have any guns in the vehicle? I said, no. And, the, and then they wanted to search the trunk. And I said, oh, by the way, yeah. There, there are weapons in the trunk. <laughs> but it was funny. After they searched the vehicle, the guy came back to me and he says, are you in the military? Do you work for the government? I didn't say yes or no. I just said, why? He said, well, I saw documents. Yeah, the only thing I could think of, the only document I have in there is my declaration of status and my authentication. That, because that's one of the exhibits that go with it. So you just showed and them that. As far as, yeah, I, well, I didn't well know, that's but funny. One of the reasons why you would want to have multiple copies is because, guess what? There might be multiple places you want to send it to. And well, see, also, that's where I was getting at. Where you, 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 don't, send it, you, you don't want to lose it. And, and Well, and you don't want to lose it. Right. Know? You want you want to hit, you always want to be able to keep one original document with you at all times. I like this guy. Whoever he is, keep asking your questions. Yeah, no, I've got more. Um, I've got I've got so okay, so that makes sense. I kind of okay, yeah, that clears it up. Um, an, another question, and it's conceptual, and then I have another question that's actually more specific to a specific procedure that I'm doing. Um. Oh, go for it. I, I was having fun, actually, with you on Facebook today. I was actually enjoying it, being able to do stuff. People probably, a lot of people in this stuff probably get a kick out of me because I'm so analytical, and sometimes I overthink things. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm self-aware. Um, so the conceptual question is, you know, I always it's another thing that I always see, especially in practical sovereignty, is there's like this, everything is paradoxical. Like, you know, we've got these, this account that's in our name, but then all these people come on there saying, well, it's not yours. You can't use it. So it seems to be that's the way it is with everything. And it's like, oh, we got all these codes, these UCC codes that we have to abide by. But if we try to use them, they'll send us to prison. So it's like, so that's what I'm talking about. There's all these remedies, but you can't use them. And then so the the main remedy that, that everybody seems to be saying is the one that is is the is the is 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 your basically your intent 
just knowing who you are. So does so my question is if okay, so I know who I am. I understand all these concepts. So why do I need to resend anything? Can't I just go and take my social security card, shred it, take my driver's license, shred it, and then just be from the position that I'm not associated with them anymore? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now. And because one of the, the first groups I encountered was freaking Kata Gaia, who is actually Jeff Thompson or whatever his name is in drag. Okay. Yeah, this is being recorded. I don't care if they listen to it. Um, run from the name, da-da-da, all that shit. Good. Run from the name. Spend 72 hours in jail while they freaking try and find out who you are. Yeah, that's, that's all hooey. That's all hooey bullshit. You know what? What you have to do is you have to give them notice as to who and what you are. Because otherwise, they are presuming and assuming who and what you are, which is one of their slaves. So yep. you have to change that assumption and presumption and let them freaking know. Right. Well, and see, and I, it's really that, I get that. It's really that simple. I get that, but a lot of people will come, like, because I'll see, you know, you'll say that and other people say that. And then you'll see other people comment, and, and again, they'll give you the whole, the contradicting thing. Like, oh, well, as soon as you send them notice, then you're acknowledging that they have authority over you. So it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Do I, well, it depends do I on what notice. Do I not notice what, what, can, I, can I say something about the word notice? Because a newspaper publication is the equivalent of an, uh, you know, notice. You're giving public notice of your status in the newspaper as head of the household. No one rebuts it. Then what do you do? You see, you're going to be in a really good position. I think, I think the question about where, who do you send the status letter to is kind of a good question. It's a mystery. Well, I think I sent my status notice to the right places, personally. I sent it to uh, the chief judge for the area where I was born, the district where I was born, the district where I live. And then I also sent notices to the Secretary of State for the state where I live, the state where I was born, and to the federal level of Secretary of State, which is the district. Brian, I did that, too. Uh, Rex Yeah. Well, I did the same I'll, thing. I'll tell you what. And no, after I did that... Not everybody's well, going to have the same well, This is the thing. I mean, after, what I realized is that over time, right, My, uh, I learned a little more, and I understood now what, what the whole... I put something into place that I now can take advantage of. Luckily, I did the right thing by claiming domicile you know, under notary and having apostilled it through the Secretary of State under the original organic constitution, this is the de jure republic. And, uh, you know, when by doing this notice, it was really more of like, it wasn't even a notice, if you think about it. What's, it was a, what's a the, common law ID. What's, what's the de jure republic? What, what's the de jure republic? that you're attaching yourself to. Are you asking me a question? 
Yeah, you said the de jure public. I said, what, what's the de jure public you're attesting yourself to? Oh, it's uh, the California state, California state republic. And no such thing. It's the California Republic. They have a flag. Can I jump, there. Yeah. Can I jump in to defend Don there? Don, can I By the way, yes, a little yeah. bit? Yes, you can. Let me just add this before Charles jumps in. California Republic is flagged. Okay. Not only that, nowhere in any of the de facto state laws do they mention California Republic. But... I, I was, you know, you have to understand that the California Republic is still good law, and the California Constitution of 1849 is still positive law. Done. Done. Yeah. I'm about to stay that thrill. <laughs> oh, don't get me excited, because that's a good topic. Go ahead. Take the ball, Don. State, oh, you guys, interestingly... State X Rail is basically that the California sovereignty. Well, right? I mean, I'll try to do it the best I can. If you can take over, if I if I if I fail, uh, here's the point: the State X Rail is I'm coming in basically as the de jure people of the state. If there's empty offices, the fact is I've got my domicile already on record at the as under the de jure republic at the Secretary of State level. I'm qualified elector. Charles has already acknowledged it. You guys have no status because you haven't done it. How can you be a qualified elector to uh, something that's not a government? Only You can only be in a, a qualified elector to a government. <laughs> well, maybe he's we're, we're right, Charles. We're township and household community group. Uh, you it, it's the grassroots bottom-up sprouting. Don's recognized don't as, a, as a qualified elector by but our, our household community here. I understand what you're, you're saying. Talk, you're, 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 both talk, you're both talking over each other. I'm sorry. I understand, but I, and it sounds good what you're saying. But if you un, if you really you know look at it, that this is not a government and there's no republic there unless it is a government. It has to be an international government. They're corporations. There is no such thing as, uh, you know, and if you take the name of a state, okay, state of Illinois, and you change that to say uh, Illinois Republic. You've just created a new entity. You haven't joined anything or separated yourself from anything. You're still part of it. There's no such thing as a. Okay, Illinois. well, you, you, your words would be correct if you're thinking of California, Don's jurisdiction there, as a top down authoritarian entity within the framework of Roman civil empire model of government. But there's also a common law definition of the word state that means organic grassroots bottom-up community. And that's what Don is proceeding into by way of the state XRL process. I understand. It but that's not, that's, that's not what they follow. That's not what they follow. But you don't understand. We've got the right to organize posse comitata comitatus and militia at the state level and if we've got the judicial power under which we are following due process of law we can bring the seventh amendment right up and shove them in their face and to say lead follow or get out of the way i understand you that. have the right to you you have the right to do and that you, you know what you also have the right to oh not recognize it charles just thank you Rick. oh my god no no <laughs> okay correct him somebody I'll be, let me be, poise myself. 
Um, the thing is, is they can try and correct <laughs> you all they they can try and correct you all they want, but the fact I'm that you've got your nobody. full faith and credit the fact that I've learned. That's why I offer steeled it because once you get full faith and credit, now you have a you know you've got your check it out you've got your state notary. Not your civil law notary. Do you know the difference between a civil law notary and a state notary? I know the chain of time Epis- for a notary. Ep- I do know. And Ep- I can speak Epis- it to Epis- you right Epis- now. Epistule does not give you full faith and credit. Only authentication does. That's right. Okay. Those are different points. The The point yeah. of interest yeah. is... You've got a very, very, very good point, by the way. I mean... It's it's always important to remember all the intricacies of the 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 common law, as well as the statutory. It's not, uh, it's, not it's not intricacy. I've received a full faith and credit. Obviously, you haven't. Still <laughs> so alive. Okay. But the full faith and credit, all it done to me, is made me a Dutch citizen. Now I have to remove myself from that. At the time I did it, uh, I didn't no. know what I was doing. But then when I read up on it, I knew I became a Dutch citizen. Because, see, listen, this is what we're doing. We're, we're actually authenticating what? That we were um, the agents for that state agency that was created from the birth certificate. That means an organization became organized. That's what happened with the birth certificate. So now you're a corporation. You're, you're a company. You have been uh, made a ward of the state. The state went ahead and made you an agency, made an agency out of your, out of our names, and then they've appointed us as the agent for that agency. And what ends up happening is, is any time we authenticate the birth certificate, all we're doing is authenticating that we are the agent for that agency. And we're bound by the uh, uh, rules, regulations, statutes, and codes of that agency and their laws, their copyrighted laws, which is and we know that. And we know yes. it. And we know it was created. So wait. So the by, by the way you just explained that, why would we want to authenticate that? That's the point right there. That's I learned the hard because, way. Now here's the thing, though. In because, scripture, whatever you bind on earth, you cannot. You will bind in heaven. But whatever you unbind on earth, you unbind in heaven. So there's nothing wrong. We can we can fix the error. The error can be you know uh, fixed. No problem. Because, because when we prove that that was created, now we have control over it. <laughs> so now okay, there's so control. What, but now I'm confused. So this other gentleman is saying that it's a bad thing, but you're saying, you know, what I already thought I knew. Uh, okay, well, you can, I you can go to 28, you, you can go to tw- 28 USC 1733. And that tells you once you properly authenticated it, it has become the original. Well, guess who freaking has power? The only one that has power over something is the one that holds the true title to it. Once you hold true title to it, now you can do what you want. Yeah, Minnesota Rule 220 says that uh, when it comes to a certificate, um, which that is, okay, a title or certificate, that one that's named in said title or certificate uh, comes forward and puts a claim on it, then you there's none that has any higher claim than the one named in said certificate or title. That's correct. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Brian, you and uh, you and a lot of other people in tactical sovereignty are always talking about um, 
how the straw man's not yours, so you shouldn't be using it. So why do you want to take control of it to not use it? Because it's been held by another entity who created it. You can take it back. You can take it back and say, you know what? You guys aren't freaking doing this anymore. And I'm not, what do you do with it? I'm not, I, and I'm not attaching to my, myself to this anymore. Yeah, put it on the shelf. That's right. You take you take control of it, and you do what you want, and you don't never have to use it again. Or you can transfer. It. Or, or how about this? Yeah, you can transfer it. You can transfer it to the republic. And that's true. Where are you trans? Yeah, where are you transferring it to in the republic? You're transferring it to yourself. That's right. You're transferring and then you can it to use it your own. Yeah, you're transferring it to your own PMA. It now belongs to you. Now you have a private private membership association. You have controlling factor over that, and you have your own charter, not constitution, charter. And nobody else can put a claim on it. Is that how people are doing things like OIDs, the ones who aren't going to jail for doing it? Well, those are uh, people that are being reached out to and saying, here, we're going to give you this money, and you shut up. Don't tell nobody else how to do it. And that's what's happening. That's why you can't find any process out there or can't find any um, what I call um, uh, formula to achieve that objective that you're trying to achieve. So the best thing for me was to remove myself from that, claim a nationality, claim a right, because if you don't claim a right in a form of a declaration of rights, you have no rights. And that's just the simple bottom line. And there's only one true republic, and that's what's in in their national government. And, and Walter just hit it. Walter just hit it right there. Nobody has ever claimed a nationality, and so they're always at fault when they come into court. That's the bottom line. It's so easy to understand. Yeah. You so know, okay, go ahead. Somebody had a question. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I think there we've we've gone over quite a bit of 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 foundation here, and I just want to clarify for the gentleman who's having some trouble there. You know, I, I like the stories, and there's you can learn a lot from stories. There was a story about a kid who got busted for marijuana. He had a little bag of pot, gram of weed, and he got it. The judge gave it back to him in open court. And what happened was he got pulled yeah, over. He, he had a birth certificate on him. And the cop that kept asking him for ID and stuff like that, he ended up with the birth certificate and ran the name. So he took him to jail. And when he went to court, it turns out that he did not freely give that information. But he wasn't claiming that was him or it was anything to do with him. He just handed him the piece of paper and then off he went and ran with it and made a bunch of presumptions. Now, I used to live in Florida. I've been there for 20 years and I got stopped jaywalking. The cop wanted to lecture me in the middle of the street saying the Florida law says this, and I interjected and said, no, it doesn't. So he said, pull over. He jumped out of his car, came running up to me all pissed off, and demanded my driver's license. I told him not to drive. And he said, can you give me your ID? I said, I don't have one. Why not? Because I don't need one. But we went on and on. He's trying to figure out who I am, and I don't know who I am. He said, when are you born? I said, I don't know. I couldn't count. He said, I I said, that's hearsay, and I can't testify to the validity of any of that information because I wasn't there. You wasn't 
yes, right. that's right. I was incompetent. That's exactly right. Well, we go back and forth after five, ten minutes of talking with the guy, and he's making a bunch of threats. You know, we can do it the easy way or the hard way or whatever. Now I'm operating on a dress. He can't have a valid contract with me after this, after that point. So I give him information enough to where he's not going to take me to jail. And he gets on a cell phone. He doesn't pick up the radio and call in my name. He picks up the cell phone because they're being told when you run into somebody like this, don't use the radio because everybody's got a police scanner and they're going to figure it out too. All you got to do is say this, right? Well, I did, what I did was I told them that Florida law doesn't say that because it's not a law, it's a statute. And a statute is a legislative rule of the society given the force of law. And a society is a number of people joined by mutual consent to debate, deliberate, and act for a common goal. He's like, well, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Because you are in the society. And I said, no, I'm not. He said, you're in the state of Florida, right? I said, no. He says, well, you're in the United States, right? And I said, no. I'm standing in the middle of central Florida telling this guy I'm not in, I'm not in the state of Florida. He's scratching his head. He don't know what the hell is up or down right now. What happens is jurisdiction. he gets on a cell phone. Yeah, I'm not in his jurisdiction. I'm standing right in front of him, but he's outside his scope because I've brought him back to the land now. I'm not, I'm not, I don't recognize any of these borders or whatever because what they've done is they've created a state within a state. They can't That's do exactly that. And whenever you create a state within a state and you give it a new name like the Illinois Republic, that's just creating another state within a state within a state. That's corporation. So that right. kind of so answers. He, he, he oh, ended up coming out. See, I haven't done anything. I haven't done any public notices. I haven't done any authentications. I haven't done anything. I'm just a guy on the side of the road arguing with a cop, talking, talking out of a ticket. He couldn't give me a ticket, but he gave me a warning. And I asked him for a business card because I was going to charge him. He's trying to tell me where it crossed. I need to go down to the corner and all that stuff. No, don't. I'm muted. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's your name? The the guy, the gentleman who's just speaking. Great Gazoo. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, don't make me mute everybody again. I forgot to mute everybody. Just out of courtesy. Well, I was just gonna say that uh, your that story and what you're talking about is a perfect segue into another question, basically about contracts. You just said that uh, you asked that officer for his business card <clears throat> so that you could charge him. Do you know that process? Because I'm in the middle of doing it and I don't quite um, know the end part of that process yet, the enforcement part. Well, no, see, I I had, at that point, I had only been figuring this stuff out for about three months, and I was terrified. But the process is that if slavery is abolished, then they can give all the orders they want, but it's still just an offer. Well, if I might just interject for a moment, please. Sure. Uh, about the enforcement issue. Uh, this is Donaldson <laughs> here. Uh, no, I think in, hell no. <laughs> oh, no, we know it's Donaldson. You know what? 
let me tell you something. I was going to say that it's the injunctive relief. Let, let me, let me, I'll tell you a situation I was involved in here right. a couple months ago or whatever, and I've mentioned this before. But okay. and it's actually very powerful. And that was uh, my girlfriend's stepfather was in the hospital. And like the way you cut me off just for they were being, they were being real they were being really cruel to him and everything. And she came to me and she said, Brian, you know some stuff. Can you do something? And I said, Sure. So I put a little sign up, a little fucking thing I wrote, right above where they do their hand washing thing at in the hospital room. And it said that everyone in here agrees to be under full commercial contract and liability. You know what? They were trying like hell to get him out of the hospital so he could come home because he was on his deathbed. At that time, he couldn't even speak. They had to put their ear, they had to put their ear down to his mouth to hear the words he had to say. He couldn't even speak. Well, I put that sign up there. The next day, they kicked him out of the hospital. They sent him home, and um, they put a warning on me. I, I was not allowed on their property anymore. He he went home, and and he lived for another year. He lived for another year. He got well. He was doing great. So what I have specifically done, I'm not okay. So some of us are studying um, like how to deal with debt collectors, and um, that's not specifically what I'm dealing with, but it's the same process, I believe. It's the process, you know, it's the three-step process of notice and then a notice of default dishonor and right to cure. And then the third step, uh, what notice of uh, default judgment. You guys uh, know what I'm talking about? Yes, I Yeah, absolutely. You're correct. You're correct. Okay, so in my situation, I'm actually not, I'm not doing any conditional acceptance, like on any debt collectors or anything like that. I've actually, I sent a, a, a bill. You know, I sent a notice of my own to Sprint, the cell phone company, for um, for what I've defined as lost time um, uh, because I caught them in breach of contract. And in order to, like, fix the whole ordeal, you know, I, had, I spent, like, four to five hours on the phone with them. So I thought it was a good opportunity to, uh, you know, practice a procedure and uh, try to bill them for my time. So... I uh, I did. I, I wrote up a nice little letter, uh, had it notarized. It was a bill for like $1,300 something dollars. Um, but I had it registered mail, notarized, sent it to him. I actually did receive a call, um, but it was frivolous. So uh, in the in the notice that I sent them, I specifically said that the only um, you know honorable uh, response to my letter would be uh, either payment or for the CFO to actually give me a call. And so uh, I received a call, but it was from a Sprint Escalations Department. And um, basically, I nipped that call in the bud right away because, you know, it was frivolous and uh, I'm pretty sure felonious, um, being that it was a private letter sent to the CFO and some lady from Escalations called me. 
Um, so the first thing I asked her was if I could record the conversation. Of course, she said no. So I told her that we couldn't contract over the phone. They'd have to contact me by mail. And uh, and then I told her to make sure that, um, you know, the CFO reads that letter carefully, uh, et cetera. But anyway, so it was interesting that I got that call. So it meant that I did something right, I think, that I got a phone call from corporate. But anyway, so I, now I've sent off the second letter, the notice of uh, uh, default and dishonor, right to cure. Um, so they have like, what, 10 days from I think yesterday is what I gave them. So my question is, after I send the third letter, you know, that third letter is where, you know, basically I get what power of attorney and whatever I put in the letter is contract, you know. So but how do I enforce that? That's I don't know what the four steps, like how to actually do the four step. Is it a small claim in small claims court or what is that? No, what? I can tell you. Rocko! <laughs> I've been searching for this information for like a couple months and I can't find find the answer. There's a guy called White Rabbit on YouTube. He does a pretty good video explaining all that. But basically White Rabbit. Notice, yeah, White Rabbit. The mm-hmm. um your notices from the notary and have the notary as a disinterested third party doing their uh-huh. services, serving them and and basically, he's just witnessing everything, the whole process. You're talking right. about a notary acceptor. I'm sorry? Right. You're talking about a notary acceptor. Oh, uh, yeah. So what I've been doing is just having my document notarized, basically, than just witnessing me sign it and then sending it through registered mail from the post office. Well, you want the, uh, you know want the notary to mail what, it in. What, Rep? White Rabbit has a good source. It is a good source. And you're going to take it to small claims, period. That's, that's what yeah, I thought, small claims. The, all of your evidence is the whole packet, you know, the first notice, the second notice, the third notice. And you can drag it out for as long as you want, you know, six, eight, nine months, a year. And the thicker yeah. that file gets, the better you're off you're going to be from just having a good rubber stamp to get the sheriff out there. you got to so, establish your precedence. That wasn't a question established. I didn't establish precedence. No, and uh, the first the first thing is is you um, put forward your um, affidavit. The affidavit is what you should have sent to him in the form of an affidavit. What do you mean? An affidavit that's not rebutted, okay, is after so long stands. Then you give them a chance to cure. Now, if they uh, don't. Cure what I've done. Situation. If, uh, no, if you don't cure the situation, if they don't cure the situation, the first uh, letter you send out is an affidavit. If they don't well, respond, on, let me, can I can I just stop you there to clarify? The first letter I sent them, as far as I'm aware of, is an affidavit. Okay, so they did good on that part. And yeah, I'm not I signed it, had it notarized. Okay, okay so I, I'm not saying you're doing wrong. I'm just saying the second step okay. is a chance to cure. Okay. okay. Now, so the chance to cure is to give them the opportunity to correct the error. Now, if they don't mm-hmm. correct the error, then they stand in default. That's when you send in default. Now, once they stand in default and they don't fix it then, then you have a precedence to take to court. 
and it wouldn't be in any local courts. You go straight. You go straight to the highest court of the land. Really? To get enforcement. Yeah, because they're just going to keep, uh, you know, messing with you in the lower courts. And okay, the way so I would do it is I would put in a declaration of rights first. I'd uh, uh, adopt the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and then in that document, I'd also incorporate other rights that aren't spoken. You have intangible rights, you have property rights, and you have intellectual rights that can be stipulated in that. Now, once that happens, once you've claimed the right, once you've claimed the nationality, you have a case for the Human Rights Tribunal. That's where you get your enforcement at, because that's the highest court in this land right now. And they've never had one in this land until recently. When the Go ahead. Can I get? Can I pursue this as just a 14th Amendment U.S. citizen debtor? Because <laughs> I haven't done that stuff yet. Well, because they've Mark, got. Uh, no, because they have all their uh, catches in there. They already know their statutes, codes, and ordinance, rules, and regulations. You have well, to but stand I, outside. But I you thought have, that this this whole procedure is is just under law of contracts. It doesn't really have anything to do with nationality or anything. No, it's got everything to do with nationality. That's why I'm trying just, to guide you. If you want uh, what you call remedy or you know recourse, what they call it over there in the statutes and codes. The that's what I actually get. labeled the letter with notice for recourse. Yeah, and that's, you see, that's all copyrighted laws. We're not allowed to use their laws and their remedies and their recourse unless we have written permission from their copyrighted laws. The bar, yeah, But I didn't cite any laws, though. I just used yeah. the word. Well, that's their word. You're well, using who, who said their, their copy- word. Yeah, their copyrighted words. It's their copyrighted copyright words. They copyright the statutes, yes, and ordinances. The word recourse I mean, is a copyrighted word. Not, you can't use it. If you're not a bar member, you can't do it. It's only for the people inside their PMA, inside their private membership association. Those are the only ones that can use those remedies and recourses. We can't use them. We're not a party so, to them. Well, people sue. People sue corporations all the time. Yeah, and then they're allowed to be able to go in and do that only because they're allowed, because they've got uh, a, you know written permission to in some form. If they don't have written permission, how do I get that? You're not going to get it. They lie. They lie. So I'm confused. The people do corporations. They, they lie. Just regular people. Oh God, they let a small percentage slide in. That way it kind of appears like we're all getting freaking equal consideration. That's right. the illusion. The truth is, no, That's right. we're not. We're not all getting equal consideration. They let a few people slide in. That way it looks like, oh, yeah, there's people winning. Okay. And so other people think that they can win. Yeah. Guess what? Not everybody can win because yeah. you are not a member. It's that you simple. Guys- You're not a member. Yeah, so do you guys see what I'm saying with all this, like, contradicting, paradoxical shit that goes with all this? Like, oh, it's not a contract and you win. Right. Well, it's I'm not a contradiction. And you're still telling me that I can't win. It's <laughs> not a contradiction. you win. It's not a contradiction. Actually, it's, it's a smoke and mirrors. It's smoke yeah, and mirrors. So, so where's the uh, remedy? All the remedies are smoke and mirrors. So where's the remedy? Claiming the nationality. Claiming the nationality. And doing a declaration of rights. 
See, if you've never done a Declaration of Rights, then you have none. Yeah, I get that. I totally understand that. That's, um, that's what Robert but Menard gets, does, too. He preaches that uh, claim of right, notice of understanding and intent, claim of right. Here, I'm going to read this to you. Ten commercial maxims of the law. Number one, the workman is worthy of his hire. Number two, all are equal under the law. Number three, in commerce, truth is sovereign. Number four, truth is expressed in the form of an affidavit. Number five, an unrebutted affidavit stands as truth in commerce. Number six, an unrebutted affidavit becomes a judgment in commerce. Number seven, the matter must be expressed to be resolved. Number eight, he who leaves the field of battle first loses by default. Number nine, sacrifice is the measure of credibility. Number 10, a lien or a claim can be satisfied only through A, a rebuttal by counter affidavit point by point, B, a resolution by a jury, or C, payment. Well, you can't. Okay. All right. I've All right. Thank before. you for that, for that very much because do you think you are telling that to children? Because we know that crap already. I mean, yeah, thank yeah. God. But that needs to be on your initial affidavit. We, Everybody, we know that stuff. Can. We know that stuff, <laughs> dude. Back off. Yep. Yep. Trying to tell you something you don't know. Trying to tell you something you don't know. What was Greg Gazoo talking about, though? Yeah, what was Great Kazoo talking about? He's talking about commercial affidavits and stuff? Well, look, I mean, Great Kazoo, everybody on the call is presumed to already have that knowledge, bud. Where were you going with that? Well, because the gentleman is confused about why why it works and doesn't work and the contradictions and everything. This is international law. You don't need any nation. You don't need any status. You don't need anything. All you need to know are the ten maxims of commercial law. Okay, if you're not. Yeah, okay, let me, let, me, let me object. I no. object because I, I object no, because of this. No, hold on, hold on. Right. No, hold on. This is my effing this call right now. So I'll tell you right now. Here's the deal. And he is correct. Everything is being run right now in the United States under international law, and you've got to correct your status under international law. That's the bottom line. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you got to claim a nationality. You, you, you have to be recognized. You know what? I went to uh, the State Department here in Florida, and I went to the freaking governor's office. I went there with freaking Boris and Jim, and they told me. They, they said, okay, what flag are you flying under? They told me, you know what? Here's the problem. I, I have to have a flag. And... So I went back and started researching things. You know what? And I went back to the original republic. You know what? People think that what Keith Livingway is doing is bullshit. Well, then guess what? They're freaking idiots. They're total freaking idiots. Because That's right. And, and you know, I, I, I rarely freaking call people out like this. I, re- I really don't do this, but I'm doing it now. You know what? You're all freaking idiots. Because you have to understand chain of title and how things can really work and how nations are created. You need to go back. You, you need to read the law of nations. You have to comprehend how everything is really established. 
the law of nations and international law and maximums of law. You can't use none of them unless you've claimed a nationality under an international government. So you can't use them. And I will say, since I've done it, that's what? When it comes to me, it seems to be like hands off when it comes to me. I'm, I'm like really shocked when I get pulled over or whatever. It's like hands off. You know, that's right. I've never, I have never in my life, all the times in my life that I've ever been pulled over, you always get a ticket. You always get something. You know what? The last freaking year and a half, I don't get anything. They actually so, say, hey, have a great night. Be safe, brother. Yep, you're under international law because you have claimed an international government. So we we all agree that, that everything is under law of contracts, basically, right? Um, that means that you have... Yeah, it's their laws, and it's it's the law of uh, um, the sea. That's exactly what it is. Commercial okay, law, so, law of merchants. It's a law of merchants. Right, and law equals contract, and contract equals law. If that's so, the law you're under, if you're flying under that flag. Remember what Brian said earlier? They asked right. him, what flag are well, you flying under? Well, I, I, I have, there's a point to the question. Um, it's So it's... The whole deal with the U.S. citizenship, you know, and the and you know, and even like say mortgage payments, you know, we all I'm I'm assuming that we all understand there is no money and the banks don't loan us money on mortgages or car loans or credit cards and all that stuff, right? So it's your consideration, right? So per law of contract, um, you know, if you signed a contract, you know, unknowing or you know it was fraudulent, which all these are. Um, without there no yeah, without full disclosure, without your knowledge, without your consent, absolutely. Right. So my right. question is, that means I'm not a U.S. citizen. That means that this house mortgage that I have right now is null and void right now. But for some no. reason, no. No. no, we try to no. add no. that no. capacity. No, no, no. Let me explain it to you. No, let me explain it to you. It might be voidable, but it's not void. If you look, if you look okay. into, it might be voidable, but it's not void. It stands as truth until somebody has negated it. Right. But you can't, okay, but so you, what I was just told a few moments ago is that without correcting status and claiming a nationality, <laughs> I can't get, I can't get the contracts voided even though they are voidable. You have to make up your no, own. You can. Go ahead. No, go no, go ahead. You have to make go up ahead. your own. You have to make up your own PMA, your own private membership association. That's the thing about people that, that don't see. There's a public and there's a private, and public and private can't cross. Those are two different jurisdictions. That's the main thing that these attorneys and these lawyers and these judges. The DMV is not a agency of a government. It is a private company. Um, the IRS is not an agency of the government. It's a private company. Um, when you break it down, if we've never claimed a nationality, when we've never claimed any rights, then we have no nationality, we have no rights, and we're stateless. We're called an alien, re- an alien resident. Now, the birth certificate established intent. That means you're a state citizen. 
Now, at some time in your life, when you become in the age of majority, you can become a citizen of the U- uh, United States. Okay? Now, until you've made that oath and affirmation, you're not a citizen of the United States of America. Not the of United States of America. That's the separation. The birth certificate is the intent because that makes you a state citizen. And then the next step, when you get old enough, you do an oath and affirmation to a corporation. Now, you can't use international law. You can't use, um, uh, let's see, there's the maximums law, international law, and law of nations. You cannot use them if you don't join a national government. That's just as simple as that. Those international laws don't apply to you because you haven't claimed an international country. So if you join the government that you guys are a part of, you can use that stuff? Absolutely. That's exactly what we go by. The Ten Commandments, the Scripture, because this actually the country that we're under is the reign of the heavens, which is stipulated in the Scripture that Yahushua came to uh, teach the disciples how to have form a government for the people. Hey, babe. And then it's called the reign of the heavens. Society. So, so that kind of brings me to another question about the... Um, the, the Christianity or the the King James Bible being a part of all of this stuff. Um, so uh, I'm not an atheist, um, but I'm not religious by any means. I think that re- I think that religion is form of government, and it seems that the that the Bible does seem to follow commerce and seem to be like a tool slash handbook. But where I get slightly confused is where it seems like some people take it more literally. Well, well, the scripture scripture speaks in four ways to me, and I'll explain it to you. It speaks to me literally, symbolically, prophetically, and the other one, spiritually. See, Mm -hmm. Yahushua did not but come and teach a religion. He taught a government. Hey, can I ask this guy a question real quick? Do you believe the earth is round, sir? This is a serious question. Round or flat? Uh, What? Well, what is the definition of round? I'm not talking to you. I know you're you're all right in my book. I'm talking to the guy <laughs> okay. with the deep voice. Yeah. Oh, you're talking, about, talking to me. You're talking about yeah. the foundations of the earth. That's what you're talking about. I'm asking about. you if you believe in the round earth theory or the flat earth. Well, I to give you, you my rephrase to ball earth instead of to give you my to give you my understanding of what I think about the earth is not to answer a question whether it's round or flat. It's whether the earth is on a foundation. I mean, it specifically states that there was a foundation that was created. When you build a house, what do you do first? There's a foundation built. And then you're erect on that foundation. Now, I don't believe one way or the other, round or flat. That doesn't matter to me. Is it a globe or is it level? Uh, globe, level, round, flat, thats they're all rhetorical questions. They mean the same thing. For me, I believe in a foundation. Now, to start with a foundation, spiritually, I go by what the scripture says, and I have to. That's my belief. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay, well, the scripture says there was God created a firmament, right, to, to divide the waters from the waters. Do you know what he meant, what the scripture means by that? He divided the two types of waters, the salt water and the fresh water. <laughs> Where does what it say that in there? Yeah, what's the firmament? The firmament, supposedly people call it a dome. But a firmament 
is a division, not a thing we can see or touch. It's a division between the realms. Have you heard about the portals that uh, the book of Enoch talks about? Yeah, but see, all these books were written by men, and it's it's you know it's hard to discern. You know, nobody can really verify what's in the what you know what is written in these books are, are true. The only thing that we you know seem to be able to verify is that they are metaphorical. In fact, you know, like I said, they the book the the, the Holy Bible seems to follow commerce and be a great tool for a way of being and all of that. But there's no verifiable evidence that any of any of these stories are like true. In fact. Okay, this is the way I looked at the scripture a long time ago when I came to that in my mind, like it's in your mind right now. If it's not true, it's a good way to live. If it's true, then then I'm going to follow that and try not to commit an error in my life to bring myself to be righteous. Okay, and you know in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, it tells us that my children will be destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And if you do not, I mean, because you refused to hearken on to the word of our Yahuwah, then I will also forget your children. He says, well, you'll be no priest to me either. Well, we're all supposed to be a priest and go out and witness the good, the light that's in us. Listen, can I ask you, sir, can I ask you a question about Jehovah? I don't mess with them. <laughs> Yahuwah, Jehovah, right? Uh, so here's my question. is basically the Garden of Eden and uh, having to do with the tree of life. Uh, would... Uh, would the would God the Creator God ever tempt man by putting a tree of life in the in the in, and then saying to man not to eat from it, but you can eat from everything else except for that? Would that be okay. the God? I, I understand what you said, what you want to know. To me, well, that, cool. that, gets, not, that that gets really convoluted right there. Oh, it's simple. It really is. It's as simple as what I'm getting ready to say. It's not a temptation. It's a test. We're being tested all the time, and yes, he will test us like refined silver in the fire seven times. We'll be refined. He's trying to refine us with these tests. Some people misunderstand it, and some people have a different point of view, but for mine, it's a test. It's not a temptation. It's a test. Can I ask uh, one more question, kind of backtracking to earlier? No, no more questions. No more questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a child. I've got a million of them. And when you answer one, I just get like 20 million more. But uh, I'm I'm here. So the question. The question is, um, it goes back to the um, whole uh, the administrative process that I'm dealing with. And um, you guys, you know, we basically came to the conclusion that I would need to do a corrected status and, and uh, what did you say, put in a, a declaration of rights? There's no correction of a status. This, uh, we can get that clear, okay? It's all about standing, okay? Or that's standing. That's right. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole that I went down, and it didn't work for me either. I've been down all these rabbit holes pretty much. The UCC, the birth certificate, the status, the name change. I mean, hey, Walt, hey, yes. can I speak on that for a second? Sure, brother. You know what? We are all born with the correct status. That's right. We're all, we're all born with it. The problem well, so you is... You just have to proclaim it. 
Oh, you have to proclaim it. The problem is that we are tricked into accepting something else. And so that means that we've got to go back and freaking say, okay, yeah, fucked up. You know, I I screwed up. Here's the deal. You're absolutely correct. So I just get more confused every time I ask questions. Okay, so, um, so, okay, so. Basically, I've started this process with them, and, you know, I've, I've spent, you know, $20 each letter that I've sent, which it's not, it's not it. a big deal. I don't I don't mind spending money to learn, but uh, I'd like to see this process through. But from what I've learned tonight, it seems like I'm not in the correct standing to do it. Is there a way that I could get that done to continue to finish this process out, or do I need to sure. do a bunch of shit first? Sure. Anything that's done in these courts, they violated your universal declaration of human rights they have done that you have rights but we never knew how to assert them and get the force that we need to get accountability and i know what you're looking for the same thing we've all been looking for through all these processes but the only place i've found to get my accountability is through the um, human rights tribunal courts and in order to be heard in them courts, we have to become a resident of an international government. Right. And that's the beginning of being able to use the uh, law of nations, international law, and maximums of law. So we're maximum. in the right direction, sir. It's maxims of law, not maximums. Maximum. Yeah. So, so maxims of law. Yes. Can you guys point me in the right direction? Uh, I'm assuming authenticating this birth certificate is the first step. Well, uh, I, if I had it all don't, too old, don't I do it. I wouldn't have authenticated my birth certificate. You know what I'm saying? Can, can Donald hey. can say something? No, he really can't. You're jumping I, in the middle of people's conversations. Well, no, it's it. It's a part of this. This Go is ahead. a conference oh, call. Uh, Okay. Go ahead, Donald. Go ahead. It's Donald. a conference call, man. You got other people on the call. You got my mic Dal- open. Dalton, have you authenticated your birth certificate? There's no need to. I don't need to authenticate okay, it. Then shut it's the, not for my benefit. Shut the, you no, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no need to authenticate it. Oh, okay. That, well, then why are you even talking? Well, because he was asking about should I do the process of authentication, and I and I'm I, I'm chiming in because I applaud your ability to appeal to the masses and their requirements for higher education. But with regard to the birth certificate, you know, like I feel like it's completely for governmental interest alone. Whereby, oh, you feel? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You just friend. said you feel. You that is it. correct. I believe. Uh, it, it, I believe. It, it's not from knowledge. It's from your feelings. Well, I can, I can back it up with sources, but I'm generalizing. No, oh, no. You said you feel. So that is correct. I'm generalizing to appeal to your higher interest. The whole point is, I don't. I want to be I, brief. I don't. I don't have very much higher interest when it comes to your feelings. Okay. Well, let's just say that the birth certificate is not for your benefit. Well, okay. Who is the bener- who is the, the beneficiary? Is the government, oh. the every the state and oh, the federal I told, government. I've, I've told everybody that. That's that's nothing new. So, 
actually the, the birth certificate was designed for us for our future needs. We just don't know how to take possession of it and use it. But yeah. with a little more a little more reading and in the right direction and with the information that we need to achieve a sound logical decision process is to get some truth. And to me, like I was gonna say earlier, he asked the question if he should authenticate his birth certificate. I can't tell him whether he should or shouldn't. All I can tell him what I did and what didn't work for me. That's the only thing I can do. And that's his decision that he'd have to make after doing some research. Well, so what would you do? I, I think the best thing to do is to freaking authenticate it. Uh, that's my opinion. Because that removes it from uh, the U.S. Inc. It removes right. a, control, a control mechanism is what it is. And if you authenticate something, uh, something that, like the original wedding birth certificate, they hold that in a vault in D.C. So it's treasure. It's like money to them. It's like, uh, you know, a jewel. And it's it's got our um, intangible property right connected to it. That means all of our future profits that we could ever make, they take and they calculate up your life expectancy. They set a value to it. And they take that value, they put it into a bond. Then the bond matures at 7, 18, and 21. And they live off of that. I mean, they find a way to uh, draw the energy. They're energy farmers. They're living off of our sweat equity is what they're doing. And in order right, to get that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're right. They're living off our future profits. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. You guys now, watching the movie Monster Inc.? It's a kid's cartoon, but it's basically yep. that. Yep, that's exactly what they're showing. They're showing it right there, right in their faces. All these movies, mm-hmm. they're showing it a little tidbit here and there. But the, to oh, go on go on with the explanation of how we gain control over that entity, mm-hmm. that state agency that was created, is that uh, the Minnesota Rule 220 it talks about whenever um, uh, the one said, named and said, certificate or title comes forward and puts the claim in, you can take that birth certificate and make it like the original by authenticating it, by making a claim on it. And then um, you have the power to move it anywhere you want to move it or put it on a shelf like Brian talked about to never use it again. But they're still going to go under the assumption in courts. They're going to assume that you're not doing nothing with it. And they're going to continue um, uh, regulating it and the aspects of the control mechanisms that they have in place over that entity, they're going to continue to administrate that. If we do if not authenticate, so no. If we do not separate from it, well, now to right. separate from it is to transfer it. And just because you're right. taking claim over it, possession of it, doesn't mean the separation is complete. Look up, look up, twenty-eight U.S.C. seventeen thirty-three. Hold on, twenty-eight. 28 U.S.C. 73. And that tells you that you've turned it. All these people are, I hear all these people say, oh, I've got my original. Da-. No, you don't. Nope. That's, don't. A, that's in a vault. It's a vault. Uh, you have it's to get it authenticated. You have to get it authenticated. The matrix yep. is defined as the original draft where all other copies are made from. When the yeah. one when the one that's named in the document comes forward and puts a claim on it, 
and you authenticate it, you make it like the original. So you negate the original away because the one named and said title or certificate has come forward. Now, any claim they have is going to annul their claim, but that's not done there yet because they still go under the assumption. They assume because you haven't taken it any farther and put it into the private. To put it into private is to create a PMA, Private Membership Association, and to claim an international government so you can be bound by the international laws, the law of nations, and the maximum. So that all makes sense to me, uh, what you're saying. Um, so and it's simple. Is, is Donaldson a shield in? Why, why does he oppose this? Well, everybody, has, everybody has their own ways of thinking, their own belief systems. And, you know, you can show somebody the door, but you can't push them through it. You can uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Uh, Donaldson, Donaldson doesn't want you to see the way out. Yeah, so why not? What's what? Why is Donaldson a uh, Donaldson agent for the government? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe well, that. It's a possibility, but who knows? I wouldn't put that jacket on him because, see, the Ten Commandments, he, he despised a liar so much, he put it in the Ten Commandments twice. Thou shalt not lie, and thou shalt not uh, bear false witness. You know, we're all misled by prophets. Anybody can be a prophet, you know, and be misled by false information. I'm not saying well, his information's false. Well, that's a very good way of putting it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you're welcome, Brian. That's what that's what I'm here for. I mean, I don't know all the answers to all the questions, but I know what I found out and what I've learned um, through some people with the truth. And once you hear the truth, I mean, that's one word I really like out of all words that are out there. Because once you find the truth, you know, you're not going to always get the truth around everybody you know or your family members. But once you get it, you want to hang on to it and you don't want to let it go. So oh, can you guys... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's why I like bringing Walt in. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, can you guys um, maybe give me some information on how to do, uh, uh, not the authentication, I, I already have that information, um, the, how to proclaim my rights? Oh, well, you first of all, you've got to get involved with the, there's a, a virtual government website, the United States of America dot international. And if you, if you if you need the link, or if you can remember what I said, the United States of America dot international, and that's it'll bring. If you do a Google search, it'll come right up, and it's a virtual embassy, and the virtual embassy is an international government. Now I explained earlier that the reign of the heavens is the a true actual government. Now. The, you know, the, not the, but the United States of America is DBA, doing business as <coughs> they are the government entity, the, the United States of America, running under the reign of the heavens, which is the original scripture um, government that was supposed to be established here on this planet. And the Garden of Eden wasn't on this planet. It was somewhere else. Well, that's, I'd say that that last statement is somewhat conjectural, but, um, true. Uh, there is evidence that we did not come from the planet. I mean, you, you burn, you get sunburn after 15 minutes. The body is on a 25 hour cycle. Actually, 
if you live in a cave and you don't see the sun or anything, you'll go to bed an hour later every night. There's only 28 days in a month. What we go by is not the original calendar that um, the Creator set up. Well, the, if you if you pay attention to the moon cycles, they're actually more like what 29.5 days. 28 days. 28 days. Have to look it up, but yeah, the moon definitely makes the month, not what we go by. I agree with that for sure. If you, if you follow the sun and the moon, they follow a greater the light. A greater light to rule the day, and a lesser light to rule the night. And the stars and the moon and the sun were set as a timepiece. See, he's outside of time. The creator's outside of time. He created time. Here's how it goes: in the beginning, time. The creator created the heavens space and then he created the earth matter so he's he is the ruler of time space and matter and he's outside of time he created the time construct for us to live in first few words of the very beginning book remember i told you the four ways that the scripture speaks to me Spiritually, symbolically, literally, and prophetically. Prophetic men wrote the scriptures through prophetic knowledge. And let me uh, give you an example of prophetic knowledge, and I can do that. Just take your own life, for instance, all of you on this call. Think about this just for a minute. Have you done anything in your life that you've never read about, never learned how to do it, nobody taught you how to do it, but you were able to achieve whatever it was you were doing? Um, every day. That's prophetic knowledge given to us by our Creator, the ability to know. Well, yeah, I was going to say um, that your your prophetic knowledge example, um, I, don't re- I don't read the scripture, you know, other than what I just come across on the Internet. And uh, but just in my everyday life, these things happen to me. Just uh, you revelations well, come to me, and all that stuff. Uh, that's why I'm not a creator. They, any of that. They, yeah, they've named it and called it an epiphany. Epiphanies, all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, what that is, that is prophetic knowledge because we're all connected. Well, we're I think it's having eyes to see because I've noticed the more. You know, it's an evolution waking up from being a complete, you know, sleeping slave sheep debtor to waking up and getting to where, you know, Brian is and you are and people who are past what you guys are doing. Well, it's a whole evolution. Yeah, Brian set me down this path on some of the things and I just connected some of the dots. Mm -hmm. And now me and him, you know, we go on calls together. We try to peacefully, peacefully discuss things and, um, that's where it's at. Well, what I was going to say is, yeah, as you, so for me in my evolution of, of being the way I am now from how I was, you know, getting out of high school, um, I noticed that as you evolve and as you wake up and understand things, you start to have more um, revelations or epiphanies um, and things like that. So I think that it's a mixture of maybe, um, you know, the creator, the universe, or whatever you want to call it, giving you knowledge, and just you, yourself, becoming more aware and more enlightened. You know, that whole 
saying where they say God comes from within, I think that's really what it's talking about. It is within us because as you become more awake, you start to have revelations on your own. You don't, like you said, you don't need anybody teaching them to you or you don't need to read them somewhere. You just kind of figure things out because you're, you're becoming enlightened on your own. Do you know how to make the light shine in you? And this is the thing. I'll express it this way. From the garden, Adam and Eve, what happened to them is this. They laid down something that was good, and they picked up a whole host of emotions that we're not even supposed to be using. So now in my life, I see that I have to lay down something that was bad that I picked up and pick back up that which is good. That means here's the here's the format that I look at. All through my life, I've been burdened down emotionally and, and mentally with you got to do this, you got to do that, this has got to be done, oh, and all these laws, rules, and regulations. Well, his way isn't burdensome. And in order to let my light shine to others, I have to get rid of all my angers. Okay, here's the first thing. Hurt turns into anger. Anger turns into, um, you know, hostilities, frustrations, animosities, and calling out names to our brothers and sisters. If we call a name out or hurt one of these, his people in any way, we've already put retribution on ourselves. So... The best thing that I can say to do is try to find a way to be released from any kind of burdens of angers and hostilities and frustrations and hatreds. That is the beginning of closing off the darkness and allowing the light to shine. Emotions that we're not even supposed to be using. If we say this, well, I, I can't do that, then you that's a block word, a block phrase. Or I've never told my child that, no, you can't do that, son. And... I would never do that to him. Go ahead, try it. Keep trying. 100% Keep agree trying. with all that. And that's the beginning of the path of understanding and truth. Because we've all created ourselves a construct. Because what you think, you create. So be careful what you're thinking. Because if you think you're going to go to jail, you will. If you think you're going to get hurt, you will. I mean, that's we are manifesting our own reality just by the way we think and feel. Perception is reality. That's, there you go. One of my mottos. I couldn't have said it any better. We all live in our own world. Yep. Angers, hostilities, frustrations, animosities, hatreds. These are all the energy that he wants us to be putting out so he can farm that energy from us, the evil that's in every one of us. Because when Adam was created, his heart was created pure and good. Then when sin came into his life, the evil enveloped the heart. Now, Scripture tells us the heart thinks for itself. The mouth is the, mo the tongue is the most unruly organ of the body, and the eye is reckless. And if we can get these three things in, under control, what we think, what we say, don't go by, well, go by your heart. I'll never go by my heart because the mind is the spirit, the breath is the soul, and the body, what was the body? Let me think for a second. How did that go? Um, we the know that he right? there you go. See, well, there you, we're connected across thousands of miles. The body is the temple. Um, it's a vessel. It's a meat bag that we live in for a time being. 
And when two people come together or more and speak of him, that is the church. That building out there that was done with bricks and tools, that's not the church. The church is us. The people are the church that come together make the church. And his, his altar in the scripture, it says, build me an altar of unhewn rocks. That means rocks that haven't been touched by tools because he made them rocks. That's his rock. Stack up a stack of rocks and say that's his altar. And that's his altar. I'm not meaning to be preaching here or, you know, witnessing or anything, but it's what has compelled me to speak. I mean, um, if we allow his will to be done in us, then his will will be done through us. Then you'll be compelled to seek out the truth. And he does say, study to show, show thyself approved. And we've done too much like uh, entertainment, entertaining ourselves with all these products, these services, these goods, these movies, these music. Music, do you know who who uh, uh, made the music and the instruments for the music? Lucifer himself. Yeah. He's the one that developed and created the musical instruments for us to use. Now, have you ever heard this song? I bet you think a song is about you, don't you? Can anybody finish that? You're so vain. So vanity is one of the reasons that uh, you fell from grace. And we fall from grace when we become vain. Singing, setting a singing a song to ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's me. That song's me. Oh, that's me, too. That's vanity. I don't know. I'm conflicted by that. So you're saying that all you're saying that music is is from from the devil and by the devil for the devil. It's, no, it's he created the instruments, the tones, to be able to confuse us. Um, there is a 4.32 megahertz that we can use to heal everything in our body. Um, music is wrote at 440. That's way up there on the hertz scale. Everything resonates in between 7 and 8, just like the pH factor of soil, dirt, for a plant to grow. We came from the plant, from the ground. From dust you came and dust you'll return. Now, wouldn't it be feasible that our blood has to be a certain pH level? My doctors never teach us that to keep out any infections, bacteria, or diseases, or malignancy. The doctors don't know that. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. I don't know they know that. They're just being taught what's in medical journals which yeah. are given to them by pharmaceutical companies. They're following the script. I understand that. But they also know, some, many, many know about the pH level of the blood, whether it's high alkaline or it's acidy. And it's got to be in between 7 and 8 for us to keep out any infections and diseases and malignants. I look at all diseases and sicknesses and, and cancers as being an evil spirit that has come into us. Yep, those are your sins. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, there's a more uh, specific reason for those, and it's pretty much the bombardment of, you know, foreign objects in your body. Oh, okay. I, I, I can agree with that, but here's something else, too, that if we actually sit and, uh, you know, we don't ask for forgiveness because that's already been done. He died for uh, sins, so we don't ask for forgiveness of sins anymore. 
All we have to do is repent and turn from them sinful ways and then ask for him to bless the food so it won't hurt me and it will nourish me. And if you strongly believe in that, it will happen. And if you ask for it, he'll do it. So no matter what you eat or drink, no matter what air you breathe, if you ask him, please bless this air, this food, this water that I am drinking, eating, and intaking, that it won't hurt me, that it will nourish me, then then, then you made it so. You thought it. You created your reality. And there it is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's... No, go ahead. You take the water and you wish the food safe passage. You, you see, you got to thank, say thank you to your water because it's alive. And you thank your food and wish it a safe journey. Yeah, you got to ask him to bless it so it will not harm you, that it will nourish you. Well, okay, but see, who who says that you have to ask anybody anything? Why can't you just will it yourself? That's right. That's your own free will indeed. You have free will. Now you can either, um, you know, adhere to that understanding or believe something. I adhere to an understanding. I don't believe it. I adhere to it. It's like, oh, I've got into. It's like I've got intuition. Intuition is a power. No, I have insight. I have something in my sight, and I'm going to study it until I know. I don't claim a power. I don't claim a power over anything. Because I have no power over nothing except for my own thoughts. Well, it kind of sounds like what you're talking about is um, has a little bit to do, or a lot to do, with like quantum mechanics. And I'm I'm no uh, authority on that subject, but the basis of it is mind over body. The 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 the, uh, the fact that our bodies are made up of trillions of cells, and your brain is basically the governor of the cells. And uh, so if you, like you said, if you can drink uh, battery acid and if you, in your mind, truly, and, and I don't know if this is true, you know, this is studied up on it a little bit, but if well, you believe you in your mind it. that it's not going to kill you, 100% you believe that, then your brain will govern your body and that stuff will just pass right through you and it won't harm you. Yeah, um, I was raised in a Pentecostal church. I watched people speak in tongues. I've seen them mess with snakes. People allow themselves to get bit with snakes, and they didn't get hurt, and they didn't kill them. Other people would kill them. I mean, I've watched this growing up as a child. I watched my own mother speak in tongues. But I want to tell you a story um, about, it's called a placebo effect. I'm sure you'll know what placebo means. There's a man. There's a man that goes to the doctor. Doctor, uh doctor says, hmm, take this, go home. A man comes back the next day. says, all right, doc, I'm all better. What would you do? That was, some, that was good medicine. The doctor gave him a, a sugar pill. So when that man took that sugar pill, went home, what really cured that man of whatever was ailing him? His brain, his mind. His, his, that's right, his mind. The belief in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the idea too that I, I try to subscribe to of uh, not believing in aging. There's like these uh, Asian uh, Asian dancing ladies, and they're all like you look at these these pictures of them. They're all like in their 70s, but you look at them, they all look like they're in their 20s. They're like beautiful 20 year old women, but they're in their 70s, and they say they they all say their secret is that they they just truly believe that dancing keeps them young. 
So it does, yeah. apparently. Yeah. yeah, but why did the people in the Bible live to such old ages? Because they never seen death. When you're told you're going to die at 60, 70, or 80, you believe that you're going to die. Yeah, I believe they that. Told, they, were, they weren't told that back then. They lived up to six, seven, eight hundred years. Nine hundred some odd years was the oldest one recorded. Yeah, Methuselah. I can't. I, I can't agree with something I don't remember. I mean, I mean, because if I yeah. say if people are in a conversation and they're just mind, mind, yeah, or what they're saying, then you become part of that. I, I want to take it back to what he was asking about the first step, if he should do the authentication and all that. What I think is the most important thing to do and get out of the way is the uh, letter of resignation to the Secretary of State. Because what that does is it creates an insufficient service process. If you're going to sue an organization, you have to serve the registered agent. If there is no registered agent on the on the record, they can't serve anything. I've been invited to court several times over the past year, and I just put address he now recognized. Well, you have to, yeah, you, I agree with what you're saying. It does work in some cases, but in other cases it doesn't. When you put in a resignation of, of uh, your your agency then you resign the position and supposedly they're not supposed to be able to touch you. But there's more to it than that. If you want to get to that point with your resignation, you also have to have some kind of international backing on it to go with that. I mean, these things comes in threes. If you, you know, there's three things we have to do with everything in our lives. Most generally, um, three ways of looking at things, uh, be improved three different times. Um, I still stand on the firm belief that what I did was just to set a precedence, uh, a line of documentation, like Brian was talking about earlier. You have to be able to back up your word by what you're saying. Because here's the thing. In in court, if you don't submit a document into the court of records, into the case, then whatever is not on the record cannot be visited in the courtroom. That means you can't speak about anything you want to in there unless you put it into the case file. Now, once you put it into the case file, then you can visit that um, concept or that idea or that wording. Right. That's where you get your standing, not status. Your status is already known. They already know what your status is, that you're living, breathing, walking, Blood flowing, breathing. Another another thing that I'm really glad that you said was the Declaration of Rights because I read the annotated Constitution and the letters back and forth between these guys when they're coming up with the Bill of Rights and the Ninth Amendment. And a lot of them didn't want to have the Constitution without a Bill of Rights. And others said that if you start listing rights, it's impossible to list all the rights. And those they are not, enumerated will be assumed to be, you know, snatched up by the state or by the government or whatever. That's where the Ninth Amendment comes in. And he said, I agree. He said, I agree. Uh, the, the, the rights not enumerated are protected in the sense that they, they aren't granted 
to the because you it's because you have natural rights. Natural rights is what we have. We don't have them man-made rights. And the man-made rights are like 80 million different statutes, ordinances, and codes that they've wrote in um, remedy into every one of them. But if you're not a party to it, then we're not allowed to use it. Now, in order to be a party to a certain law or right, then we have to claim it. Right. Because and it, it goes back to the the original declaration, the unanimous declaration of independence, where we get our rights from God, but see, government is trying to say that they're coming between me and God, or they are God, or they have some that, documents that's what, that's signed the, by God. That's what the Pope does. The Pope is calling himself the vicar of Christ, and he's not going to speak for me to my creator. I speak for myself. You speak for yourself. So those, right. right. so those are decide, you know, by either an established religion or you make up your own beliefs based on your observations of the world and all that kind of stuff to what your God is. For me, God is only the grantor of dominion. God is a title, okay? That's all it is. It's a title. There's many gods out there. We know this. We've all been down right. that rabbit I, I'm I'm believing that God is the grantor of dominion, G O D. Grant he granted me dominion on this planet where I get to, you know, be experiences. Yeah. yeah. Elohim so, means create the creator. Elohim means the creator. Okay. Yeah, um Yahweh Elohim. Okay, his name and his and what he did. Right, is, but is, is, is his you know, there's eight eight billion people on the planet. There could be eight billion different gods. It depends on your perspective and your belief and your own opinion and your own free will and intentions. That you decide that we go from the fish sandwich is your God and it's giving you this right and that right and you enumerate them and when you put them on the public record and nobody objects and says, Oh, this right may hurt me or this may infringe on my rights they're obliged to protect whatever you put down, because if you go to the Declaration, it says governments are created to secure these rights. Okay, I understand about the Declaration, but let me let me ask you this. Did you sign that Declaration back then when they signed it? Did, did you sign it? No, I don't have to. Then you're not a party to it. I don't have to be a party to it. Well, that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to give you the illusion that you're part of that Constitution when it's not part of me at all. It's not part of you. It's not part of me. Because if we're part of that Constitution, then we broke our covenant with our Creator. And no, the, 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 the Declaration is different from the Constitution. Constitution is one stat ten. Declaration is one stat one. Yeah, it's enumerated. You have natural rights, brother. You don't have enumerated right. rights that was given to you by a man. They were given to you by no. the Creator. But see, that's our blueprint because what they've done with with the napkin and some crowns is defeat the king. Yeah, and it says in only, there that we have the right to alter. Yes. We can alter or abolish and create our own government, which would better secure our safety and happiness. Now, I don't know anybody who is safe or happy right now. I am. That's I'm safe, and I'm happy with my um, reign of the heaven. I am definitely where I want to be with my understanding. Um, there's only two paths. 
There's either the truth or the lie. That's the only two paths there are. I want to be on the path of truth. It's not about God's. It's about truth or lie. Right. But I'm saying, like, people like Charles, and they want to create all these townships and do all this kind of stuff. All you have to do is is uh, create a way to secure people's rights and protect people's rights and go after, you know, hold people accountable when you see them violating other people's rights, and you've effectively replaced government. Okay, if you got violated, what would you go after? Um, the judge, the attorney, or the statute that caused your right to be violated? Which would you go after? Well, the, the statutes are just the offer. Well, the statute is what's created the uh, violation of your rights. That's exactly what it is. It wasn't the judge. It wasn't the attorney. It wasn't the cop. They are just following the script. So it's the right, statute. But it's all just state. public notice. If you do the same process they do and have public notice, if you put something on the record, the whole world is noticed. You don't have to send 100 million documents to 100 million. Well, what record are you talking about? You have to do an international posting so the whole world knows, not just a local posting. It has to be an international posting. An international, an international public notice does not, I mean, goes worldwide. But a local posting only goes to your local government or your local corporation. No, no, no. There's only one record. If, if, it's, if there's only one record in the 3,000 counties and there's 50 states, it's international. Okay, okay, okay. I, I believe that. I believe that, but watch. That's only on the record on this continent in this country. In this corporation. I'm talking about the whole world. You have to notice the world under international law. Be under an international government to be able to use that international posting. Have you, have you, have heard, a, of Bit, have you heard of Bit Nation? I've heard a lot. Bit, Bit I've Nation, heard a lot of it. Your, yeah, you make your own nation. You have a foreign uh, address that will forward your mail to wherever you need it to go. Actually, the division the division from the corporate um, address, which is the zip code jurisdiction all over the world, okay, is called a NAC address. I got a NAC address now. I don't use a federal zip code zoning address anymore. When I come over here, I was able to create my own resident ID number, like the Social Security number on that side, and I created my own address which is a NAC address. It's more like a GPS global positioning address that's recognized by the uh, UPS, but they don't deliver to the NAC address. But the UPS stores, like in the old days when they had a, a post office, people from all around, they didn't get their mail delivered to them. They had to go into town and go to the post office and ask if there was any mail for them. Mm -hmm. That's the way the UPS store is right now and still to this day, like back in the day of the Pony Express. So yeah, we're that's, separating. That's we're separating one thing that uh, Lysander Spooner did was started. He, he he took on the post office and delivered mail cheaper. No, he did not take on the post office. He took on the postal service because the original post office did not have a successor, and it was brought forward in 2010 by this government of the reign of the heavens. It was brought forward because see, when somebody dies, it's in that position, and there's no successor. That's a that's a break in the chain of title. So all they did is they re they brought it forward and got the title back to the general post office. There's two types, the general post office 
and the Postal Service. The Postal Service is a company. It's a private company. But the General Post Office is the seat of the government. Um, there is a General Postmaster Council right now that was established in 2010. The United States of America was reestablished, brought forward from back in time, back to the present date in 2014. Now, if you don't know how to establish your own government, if you don't have all the international re uh, regulations in place, such as a treasury, a governor, and so on. See, there, a president means it's a corporation. But for a, con for a country or a government, you have kings, prime ministers, and governors. Now, you might have a governor of a state, but that doesn't make a country by international law. Yeah, that's learn why a lot of people, because it takes 10 people to run a republic, but if you have a principality, you can do it by yourself, just you and your family. That's why well, everybody sets up a principality. Yeah, and that's under, that's the principality is not what you're supposed to have. I mean, a principality, see, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities, against the evil and the darkness of this world. So why would you want a principality if that's the thing we're all supposed to be um, going away from? Well, they're self-governed. Well, self-governing, you have to be able to be part of an international government under the reign of the heavens, which is the word, the the real, true um, government that Yahushua came to teach. You could, everybody else calls him Jesus. But the J was only invented back 500 years ago and was added to the American uh, alphabet, the English yeah. alphabet. Yeah, like so. 17, uh, 1780 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is not his name. It never, it never was. Well, did you hear about the uh, Gospel of Barnabas? Yep, I've heard about the you're talking about the epistles, the epistles, epistles. Sorry, I never could pronounce that word right. I'm talking about that new Bible they just found. It's the oldest record of anybody mentioning Jesus. It was found in a uh, Turkish monastery. Yeah, but that was uh, uh, that was not wrote in the English language. It was wrote in a different script, a, a different alphabet, and it wasn't a J. Right. No, it was, I think it was Arabic or something. But the the punchline is that Judas was crucified, not Jesus. No, Jesus there was a man. To heaven on on the, he ascended to heaven alive. Well, and it, it, it kind of makes sense because if you bear false witness, you take on the punishment that the other person would have gotten. So if he got caught, because at the trial of Jesus, from what I've read, he beat the charges three times. That okay, he, his... he, be, he beat it on the cross, okay? And it wasn't Jesus that was crucified. It was a and it was the name of another man, okay? Um, what happened was, is that when he died for the sins, everybody's sins that ever would um, before in the past or ever in the future that were committed um, is not he died the sins have been forgiven and once that gift has been given to you the forgiveness of your sins all we have to do is repent now we repent and a constant be staying a constant state of repentance and uh, we don't go into a Catholic church and, and confess our sins to some other man we don't confess sins anymore we already are sinners all we do is repent now so there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's been clouded all down through the years. I've I've pretty much figured it out for myself. Um, other people's um, travels and the path that they're on. Um, it comes down to truth 
or lie. Those are the only two paths. And I want to stick on the path of truth if we don't lie, because to lie is to go against your own mind. I mean, even if there's three types of lies. You got, um, uh, I call them blatant, passive, and habitual. Passive lies are the kind that we tell to get a joke. That's a joke. It's just a little joke, but it's still a lie. And then you got the habitual lies. People tell so much that they start to believe that lie. Then you have the blatant lies, the lies people tell to cause you to lose your job or to alienate you with your families or friends that cause hurt and pain. So that's the three types of lies that I know of. And, um, you know, there's only two paths, truth or lies. And I'm not telling you that what I feel is truth is the right truth for you. I mean, if you need to authenticate your birth certificate, that's a choice you have to make based on uh, study. Um, For me, I found the reign of the heavens, and that's where I want to go, and that's where I'm staying. I'm there now. I'm about ready to get my uh, American National ID. My package has already been paid for. It's already in. And um, these people here, this government here, actually works for us. We don't have law books over here. We can't use the law books from over there because they're all copyrighted statutes and codes. What we have over here is human rights advocates. So whenever we get into a scrape of something on that side of what they call the de facto or the de jure side, because they're the same, the republics and the Democrats are the same party on that side. It's like you have a, a door and you got two gates going to the same door and on each each uh, gate, they say Republic, and they say Democrats, but they all lead to the same door. It's just smoke and mirrors. That's all it is. I found my out. My out was to claim my nationality, doing a resident declaration, and then do a PMA and uh, make my own charter. And my charter, I've adopted the charter of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And I'm not trying to sell these people. But I'm just trying to, you know, let you know that this is something I learned from study. I've been down all them rabbit holes. I've done the exit the matrix. I've done the matrix come out of her and all this and other things. I mean, it just didn't work. I've used all the doc- I got probably a foot st- a stack, a foot high of documents that I've put into these courts. I've even got a federal court case in there where I had a, a verified claim that was put in, and then they put out a court order for a rule of show cause. The reason why I didn't give out the five summonses to the two police officers, the DCFS caseworker, and um, the uh, um, state's attorney, and the head honcho of CPS of Illinois, um, you know, and uh, I just didn't give them. You know, I, I forgive them. I'm going after my son a different way. Now that I'm over here and I finally got my papers established, then I can give them notice then I can go to the um, General Postmaster Council with my affidavit stating only the facts, not my story to try to convince them. Uh, facts like uh, um, the dates, the times, the facts, and the people. Those are the things that have to be involved in an affidavit. Anything else is not an affidavit. It's considered to be you know, trying to sway the um, decision of the judge. Now, after it goes through the Postmaster, uh, postmaster General Council, then they find the look at it, and the uh, great jury decides that there's a human rights violation done under the 30 articles of the Universal Declaration of Rights. Then you get a case number set to it, and then it goes to the Human Rights Tribunal Court. 
for that to be decided. And then if it can't be decided there, then it goes to the international courts over in The Hague for it to be taken care of there, which is governed by the UPU, Universal Postal Union. See, the postal uh, office is the original seat of government right here that was established back then, right. the, Pony, the Pony Express. So they brought that forward in 2010. They reclaimed, and the title, the chain of title that was broken was reinitiated, and the title was put back forward. And here's the other thing about being an international government. You have to claim your meets and bounds. Meets and bounds means of every little part of the country or continent that you live on. And USA and D.C. and um, the uh, off of Manhattan Island is where the uh, corporation is actually at. And D.C. and USA are doing business as that corporation. The Civil War, it wasn't a fight between the North and the South and the free of the slaves. It was two kingdoms, one in the Netherlands, one in another part of the world, that fought a war here, and it was considered to be a corporate takeover. It was two companies fighting on this land. It wasn't what people think it was. I mean, that's the smoke and mirrors again. And if you go on YouTube, it's called the T. Rocho, T-R-O-H. And you start at the very first one, and it's called Our Journey to Independence of the True Republic. Not no state of Illinois republic, because you just created a new entity. Okay, it's just uh, the state of Illinois. That's all it is. And if you go take your state's constitution and vet it back to the point where the constitution was never altered or amended or changed, and you go by the original constitution of the state, the organic, uh, it's not really called a constitution, it's called a charter. Each state has a charter. And this country's charter, not a constitution, is called um, um, Articles Confederation. Because the Article of Confederation were in place before the Constitution even became, and that's what we're under, the Articles of Confederation that were amended back in 2012, 2013, 2014 to be uh, worded correctly. And um, we have an international posting newspaper called the Herald, okay, and um, it's recognized all over the world, even the bar. Even the bar recognizes uh, this government, and they back down. The other ones that got involved with that uh, case out there in Colorado with, uh, or whatever that state was, with uh, the Bundys, um, they stepped in and got them to stop that. And then uh, there was uh, the uh, AIDS virus and the Cyrus virus that was being out as propaganda and you know scare tactics against the community, which is a human rights violation, to try and you know scare the people into submission. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. These people have nailed down all the corners. They have their government entities in place, such as the Treasury, the DOT, and um, the, uh, um, um, what's that called? What do they do? Oh, the Assembly. And then uh, the, the rest of the um, established uh, seats that you have to have in order to be an international government to use international law and the law of nations and maxims of law. That's the only way you can use them, or they're not going to get recognized. T-R-O-H? Yeah, T-R-O-H. That's where I started. I mean, it'll blow your mind what you learn there. Whatever we learned as we was growing up, everything we've been taught about the statutes and codes, how we can use them, it's not ours. 
We didn't copyright them. We can't use them. That's why we can't speak to the judge. We have to have a mouthpiece. The mouthpiece is the attorney. We speak to the attorney. The attorney speaks to the judge because the attorney, if you get appointed a public defender, right there is a conflict of interest because it's one of their people. Automatically, conflict of interest. Yeah, he's a spy. There to get the Whatever you want to call them, that's what they are. But yeah, we have no rights unless we claim them. And to have rights, that to be under an international government, a national government. And um, that's what I've learned. I've been down all them rabbit holes. They just did not work. I got a foot-high stack of documents to prove it. I've done all that stuff. I've done the common law ID. Done all them things. And it never gave me standing. I have standing now. Because most people, most people, don't claim a nationality. And just because you're born in a country, that doesn't make that your nationality. And just because you're born in a country, doesn't make you a resident. All them things have to be claimed. Well, when you went and filled out an application for a job and you just filled out your W-2 w or your 1040, and it asked there, you know, it's got like a U.S. citizen, this or that, and that and this or other, or American national. Well, automatically, we're going to off a U.S. citizen. Well, not a U.S. citizen, because it's not how it's pronounced. First, you're a state citizen with intent for a birth certificate. Then you do an open application, you become a citizen of the U.S. of the U.S.A. You know, we're stateless. We're alien residents until you claim a nationality. That makes you an enemy of the state. You are made an enemy of the state as soon as you're born. So we come in as a belligerent. We won't be recognized. Our documents will be stricken from the record or it'll be called frivolous filings and on and on and on. The reason why they're frivolous is because we're not a bar attorney. And we don't have written consent to use their copyrighted codes. Uh-oh. Hey, this is this is KMA Club. Uh, we got a guy on here, a uh, law fan. You need Pardon? to kick him off. If y'all don't want us to call names on here, you need to kick this guy off. I mean, this guy's on here calling names and and putting a lot of false stuff on here, getting off a topic. He needs to be kicked off the chat there. Thank you. Oh, wow. Brian, are you out there? Who's that? Who's he talking about? Donaldson? No, no. Law fan. Law fan. L-A-W-F-A-N. I'm looking for him right now. I don't have no, control. Well, man, you don't speak only the only the truth. You're out there spreading a bunch of bullcrap. Oh, let's see here. See, I one of the things I try to tell this guy is that we proved that the uh, when the Articles of Confederation were out there, they committed uh, sedition and treason against the Articles, and they put the Constitution out there. Even the Founding fathers, there's documents out there showing that even they knew that when they wrote the Constitution, they were they were writing a traitorous document. Absolutely, they were, absolutely. They were writing. They were writing to um, uh, please their corporation. Yeah, well, they were they were writing to 
uh, replace something that they already had out there and sworn an oath to, and they're usurping that with a traitorous document. Absolutely. So, That's a nefarious act. So, you know, one of the things we're trying to do is put together the original 13 and go in there and straighten the mess out and teach people this stuff. But, you know, you, you can only teach the ones that want to listen. The rest of them, you know, they're all sheep. So wow. all you can do is teach them and hope somebody else, you know, my words may not get through to them, but somebody else speaking the same words may get through to them where my words won't. So we just want to spread the word and let people know that that Constitution that you think is protecting your rights <laughs> is a traitor's document in the first place. Yeah, it was designed to put you under slavery. It's called paper slavery, yeah. and that's absolutely right. And we got this big battle here uh, going on where uh, they're wanting to remove all the Confederate monuments. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're taking down the monuments, and they're even talking about doing something to Mount Rushmore, even. Yeah, they're talking about blowing that up and... Yeah, I've seen all that out there now, and they're replacing it with their um, uh, their uh, their idols and things. Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not even supposed to have these monuments because it's that was uh, hewed with tools. So when we take one of his created rocks or boulders and we change it to something else, then we've created our own gods. It's exactly what we've done. Um, thou shalt not have no molten or graven images, you know. And yeah. I mean. When people go and out that's and buy, why, go ahead. That's why I say Satan's walking around with a dead man on a stick. That, that's not, that's oh. not the, guy, that, the guy that I look to anyway. So, hey, walk around with a dead man on a stick. I mean, after all, the man is just a pedophile. He's a leader of a pedophile group, so. Right, absolutely. That's a nefarious act, too. I mean, on this side, you can't get in trouble for our, our dollars like you can over here on the UDS side, or USD side, um, the FRN. You, they got, you can get in trouble um, real easy with the FRN, um, the promissory note that we're allowed to use. Uh, but on this side, when you use the continental dollar, you, you can't go to jail for 40 to 60 years on the continental dollar because uh, uh, there's uh, um, <clears throat> what they've done is when they assemble, they go into session and they make a motion and then the motion gets seconded. And if nobody uh, uh, is against it, or contested in any way, then it's passed. That's how laws are passed, not statutes, but laws. Agreed upon with everybody agreeing upon it. Instead of uh, bar card attorneys, you know, making up a statute or an act, you know, and uh, enacting that as an act, and it becomes their uh, legalese or their, um, what's that called, bylaws. Yeah, because they've taken the session laws that's been made in sessions, uh, motions passed, and they've taken them and changed them into statutes, ordinance, and codes, and they copyrighted them. And then we can't even use their statutes and codes where they say, well, we can get remedy or recourse. Only, the only way we can get remedy or recourse in their system is to be part of it. That means to be one of their members. And we're not a member. None of us are. We're stateless. We're, called, we're considered an alien resident, alien, foreign. That's what we are. Now, hey, what you think? Yes. Hey, real quick, it's Calvin. Um, I, I have to uh, get out of here because um, it's almost three thirty where I'm at. Um, could you just uh, give me the name of that? What was that? White rabbit or something or other rabbit? 
Oh, I wasn't the one speaking of that. I was speaking of uh, the United States of America dot international. That's where you're going to get uh, the real way to come out of the system. That's the way I did it, and I'm out. I'm done out. I'm I'm completely out. I'm going after my son now. I can drive without license now. Yeah, I want to do all that too, but um, somebody, I, I think Brian had said something too. Maybe I'll send him a message about, uh, so I think it's somebody's YouTube channel that, um, and I think I've heard somebody else before too reference them. That uh, this yeah. person who runs his channel is good for uh, like you know going after like basically billing corporations. Yeah, well, which is what I'm. White Rabbit uh, commercial lien process. What is it? White Rabbit. So it is White Rabbit. It is White Rabbit. I'm trying to remember the name of the video. channel, but he's got a lot of videos there. But try to commercial lien. Well, I looked up White Rabbit, and a band came up, like a musical group. Yeah, they'll they'll do that if you. If yeah. You, uh, maybe I'll type in legal. Hmm. Not letting me add nothing into the chat. I was going to put the link into the chat so everybody could get it, but. Hmm. I want to check out that. Uh, yeah, I'm not on America International. Uh, the United States of America dot international, and it'll do t- Google that, and it'll come right up. Right. That's that's the virtual website. I would advise to start at on the left hand side, and the right hand side they have uh, links. The left-hand side, about the fourth or fifth link down, it's a claim your nationality. It's a resident declaration is what it is. And you start from there. And if anybody needs any help walking through these links or knowing what to do, um, I've walked, I don't know, 15, 20 people through these links and helped them get started. And then, uh, you know, just go to their sites and start reading, and you'll see what it really is. This is the true republic because you can only have a republic through an uh, uh, international government. You can't have it in a corporation. You just can't. That's against the law. So you said if we just go to this uh, United States of America dot international, that will have all the answers and information on that page. Oh uh, yeah, all the links to the government are there to all the different branches. I mean, driver's license. You can get a driver's license over here. Here's the thing that you'll get on this DOT. Unlike the DMV, you never signed a contract to give them your intangible right. But over here, you'll do uh, you'll sign a contract. You'll give them your intangible right to use, and they're going to put up a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond because that's the value they set your tangible intangible right at, and that'll be your insurance. You won't have to pay for insurance anymore, like they got on this side. I mean, every time you pay an insurance payment, they're putting out a new bond. They're going to get rich off that. But over but you here, are rights. What's that? But you are giving up rights. Uh, no, you can, you retain all your rights over here. With the DMV on that this side, you've well, given you just them said that you sign a contract where you give them rights. You no, uh, you, you give them the intangible right to use, not give it to keep. You can yeah, take it back. Not, and, you can waive it 
which is a choice not to exercise it, but you can't give them away. They're unalienable. You can never be separated from your rights. That's right, and that's the way they play it over here. There's no hidden agendas over here. For everybody on the call, there are no hidden agendas. And if you don't understand something, ask. They will explain it to you. I know, because I bombard them with questions until I understood it totally. See, I'm joining to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm joining to be a part of the great jury. See, have you heard of the term jury nullification? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, now you know all these statutes on this side that that violate your rights? Well, we're going to go into this uh, session with the jury, the great jury, and we'll be able to put out um, uh, information that makes them change their statutes because they're violating human rights. And if they don't change it, I mean, what stands in one state goes for all states. So what's going to happen is each one of these things and statutes that we um, uh, um, abolish, because that's what jury nullification does, if it's a right that's against, I mean, if it's a law based against one of your rights and it arbitrates your right, then it can be done away with through jury nullification. And that's what we do over here. So that's it. Yep, that's how you got to do this. You can't change the system. Because, see, they put that system in place little by little, and it's like a frog in water. You don't know you're being cooked until you're done cooked. But as we take this and reverse engineer it, one statute at a time, every rights violation that occurs from the statutes will have to be abolished under international law. It's called uh, constructive treason. Exactly. Just do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit at a time, and then one day you realize, oh, man. When you wake up. away with everything. Yep, when you wake yeah. up, Dave, you're trapped. But you're really not trapped. You just have, We just have to educate ourselves on how to come out of it. And all these rabbit holes, or a lot of the government entities that are out there creating these rabbit holes, putting these people out there to do this uh, process or that process or that process. And it's really the government agency or the corporate agency doing it themselves to misguide the masses. It's another smoke and mirror. Got to get back to the real original republic under the Articles of Confederation, which were here before uh, the Constitution. Somebody was saying that the statute defined in Black's Law 7th edition on page 1442 says statute is a British regulation. That's all it is. It's not a law. It's a statute, ordinance, code, rule, regulation, absolutely. Yep. And if you read some of the the constitutional decisions by the Supreme Court, what it says in there is that the the governments can write whatever codes, rules, statutes, regulations, ordinances they they deem necessary to govern themselves. Now, in government, if something is mentioned and something else is left off, then what is left off is not included. So the people aren't included there, so they can govern themselves, but not the people. The only way they govern us is because of our acquiescence or our consent. And the thing is, they trick us into the consent because because of what our mother did. See, I, I get so mad at these guys saying that, oh, it's all your fault. It's your fault. You did it to yourself. No, I didn't. How did I do it? My mother did it to me, not knowing what she was doing when I was born. 
That's true. But and when we try to blame the judge or we try to blame the lawyer or the system, it's I I point I used to do the same thing, but I turned that pointed finger back at me because I didn't study. I didn't study to show myself approved. I didn't find my way out, and that's what they're waiting for. That's what that's what the creator's waiting for for us to find our way out. And I found it. Well, but then when you when you look at it the other way, if they didn't do this in the first place, if there wasn't this fraud, this deception, this deceit going on out there in the first place. We wouldn't be in that position. So we didn't step into the quagmire. We were pulled into it by fraud. That's so right. I don't, I, look know, at right. It as my, I don't look at it as my as my fault that I'm in this. What I right. do is I look at it as my grandpa didn't fix it. My mom didn't fix it. Uh, now I've got to fix it so my children and grandchildren don't have to don't have to worry That's- about it. That's the way to look at it. It's my fault that if my son that is out in California has to live under this slavery system, it'll be my fault because now I'm in a position on a great jury to be able to nullify these uh, bylaws so that they will start to fall away and be a better future for the generations next. That's my position now. And we need help over here. I mean... Um, we need some we need some jurors over here. I mean, after we take our oath and affirmation, become an American national resident, then um, we can start learning about the process that takes to be able to nullify these um, codes and statutes. It starts off with an affidavit submitted to the General Postmaster Council, and that goes to the a great juror. The great juror will sit there and decide through the law uh, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights to see if any of your rights have been violated. And if they have been, then all we do is submit that to the um, the head uh, juror, and then the head juror takes that information. All we are is like private investigators. We're chroniclers. Uh, we gather the information. Because over here, you're innocent until proven guilty. Over there, you're guilty to proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah, this is, this is just like yeah, a... Well, they can be they can be turned around a little bit too. You're guilty even though you've proven you're innocent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They they trick and jive and chuck until you you know threaten or coerce or give or promise something that never comes through. That's that's the way the Lucifer is. That's the way it is. He's the grand deceiver. He'll promise you the world and not give it to you. Now uh, I see Rocco's on here. Are you and Rocco uh, fans of each other? I mean, do y'all talk to each other? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I'm not that I know of. No, no, no. Rocco was on uh, Angela's call, and a bunch of us came over because Brian was on there, and he invited us all to come over here, so a bunch of us came. Okay. Uh, I thought if y'all knew each other, you could give me my information so we could get in contact with each other. Well, I'm more than happy to give you uh, my phone number. You can call me anytime. It does not matter, and if I can help you with anything... I will not persecute you. I will not ridicule you. I will not put you down or degrade or deface you in any way, shape, or form. I can take corrective criticism, and hopefully everybody else can too. There's such a thing as destructive and constructive criticism. It's just so there's two things. We want to do exactly what you were talking about. We want to bring forth the Articles of Confederation and basically do away with all this other nonsense. It, it's already been done, and they've already been. Um, uh, um, uh, ratified they've already been everything's been done already it's all set in place and you can go read read it for yourself and if you can't find it then somebody will be able to guide you to it 
um, over here at the government. Uh, the government can give you better information than I can because, you know, this is just a three-year uh, path that I've been on. I mean, two, three-month path that I've been on. It's only taken me three months to understand this process because I was reading the process on the other side for three years. And, oh, man, I'm, I just laugh and it, and it tickles me all the way down. I feel like a, a weight has been lifted off my chest, off my mind. My, I can think now because I know that there can be something that can be done, and I found it. And y'all are doing that through Keith Livingway's way, uh, thing? Uh, pardon? Are you doing this through the way that Keith Livingway has set up? No, I'm doing this through the reign of the heavens. Um, that is the foundation, and that's what Yahushua came to teach, the government for the people, not the people for the government. Um, and it. The United States of America is like doing business as the reign of the heavens. Okay, so the seat of the government has been really established, international government, uh, and the post office has been brought forward in 2010 and in 2014. The United States of America was reestablished. Now these people have been working for like I don't know, maybe some of them been into it for 30 years, some 20, some 10, some six, and for the past four years, they've been actually funding this the people that have established the government with their own monies. And right now they're uh, on the verge of getting the uh, continental dollar recognized because that's another human rights violation for your, your international dollar of your government not to be recognized. So that's a violation. And I know they don't want to go up against that. Um, but uh, yeah, they have an international bank over here. Uh, um, they have uh, storefronts over here. Um, they have PMAs over here that we can join and see a PMA if uh, say like for instance a holistic doctor you know they don't practice the uh, you know, the general medicine like they do um, and uh, somebody wants to go to a holistic doctor and that person is part of this government over here um, the de facto well they can't be seen by that uh, holistic doctor unless that person signs a document and when you go to the doctors or you go to hospitals what's the first thing you do fill out this uh, fill out these forms when you fill them forms out, you actually join their private membership association so they can see you. And that's all that has to be done when the holistic doctors uh, want to perform their duties of natural healing and, and medicine. Um, they have them fill out the paperwork. They've joined the, the private membership association. Now they can be seen by the holistic doctor. Now, if you don't want to be part of that private PMA, then don't sign the documents. I mean, it's a choice. And... You know, when there's two places, the public and the private, and you can't mix them. You want to stay in the private, learn how to live and work and operate in the private. And that's the main thing. And that's the big, most kept secret of judges and attorneys out there is the public and the private. What is the difference? What does it mean? Why can't we, as private people, go into that public courtroom? Because we can't. We have to go into the courtroom and ask to approach the bench bench in private or asked to have a meeting in camera in camera means in private that means into the judge's chamber privately we have to take care of everything in the private because when we're going to the public forum we're crossing jurisdictions and that's we've done wrong right there right there we've done wrong like, uh, like a court of chancery is supposed to be yeah yeah that's uh, over here what you call a court of chancery is actually a human rights tribunal court yeah. Common law? What and, common law are you I mean, under? 
what common law are you under? Are you under somebody's private membership association common law? Are you underneath the de facto common law, the jure common law? See, the de jure and de facto is that, that uh, one door with two gates. It's like the Republic and the Democrats. You got one door at the end of them two gates, and they both lead to the same. Same thing with de jure and de facto. It's two doors, that lead, uh, one door lead, uh, with two gates leading to one door. Smoking smoking uh, mirrors, that's what it's always been. And, um, you know, I don't give this to everybody as legal advice. I mean, this is for entertainment purposes only. I'm only telling you what I've done and what worked for me. And um, if that's the choice that you make to do a little study and, and decide to um, claim a nationality, um, yeah, it'll be uh, an informed decision that you make on your own study and your own research. Um, that's what I've done. And, you know... I can only say what I did and what worked for me. And I'm just trying to show somebody the door. You know, I can't push them through it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's just that way. Tell what my grandpa used to tell me, but you can make him wish he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to get along good over here, man. We cut up and joke all the time in our session meetings. I mean, it's... Yeah, when it, when they're done doing roll call and taking care of the business of the day, then it's over for Q and A, and people just talk. And oh yeah, you're gonna get along on this side really good. Yeah, we like that dry humor that everybody likes like that, and get a laugh. And you know, they say, well, we like picking on them. You know, we only pick on you because we like you or we love you. You know, and uh, yes, sir, you're gonna get along great over here. That was pretty good. They got a wish they had them. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that brings me back to this thing about people that men that go bald. Okay, I'm 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 going shy a little bit. Men that go bald in front are thinkers. Men that go bald in back are lovers. But then, if you uh, men that go bald in front and back think they're lovers. <laughs> hey, uh, is this thing being recorded? Oh yeah. no, is it? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, the call is being recorded. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But if you want my number, I, I'd be more than happy to you know talk to anybody, um, as long as nobody's calling me names or, or, or anything like that. You know, cause well, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's one of my problems. I, I used to watch uh, that '70s show a lot, and I picked up a bad habit from that show. <laughs> I don't. You know, what, I, you know I, what that bad habit is? That bad habit is that, you know everybody's a dumbass that don't don't agree with me. No, so yeah. I have to watch myself. Uh, I mean, that's what I was saying. This guy out here, Lawpan, was, uh, he was calling, calling, well, he's calling me names. And I'm not the type of guy that'll put up with that. Uh, I tell these people uh, in these meetings that I go to everyone, so they want me to go and try to explain this stuff to these people that have no desire to listen because they, they're they setting their ways and they, they want to vote out the problem. Right. You can't have enough votes to vote out the problem. And besides, your vote don't really count anyway. Nope, not unless so, you're in, in an assembly and you go into session and then, you know, there's yeah. vote, they vote on that. Yes, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Um, you got yeah, elected. I want to learn more about that. When I joined the call, you all were talking about the, um, let's see, what was it? The uh, God's jury or God's set up for jury or whatever it was. Great. The great jury, yeah. I just had my orientation tonight. I was on a call earlier from eight o'clock to about ten, and then I came on this call. We have uh, calls, session calls, 
where the assemble assemb- the assembly uh, uh, goes into session. They all meet. There's a Monday night, Tuesday night from seven uh, central, and then the rest like that. Um, then you, there's uh, three calls a week: Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at ten o'clock in the morning for the general postmaster council. And now there's a new one getting established for the uh, great, great jury. I just uh, that was tonight, which is would have been Thursday, eight o'clock, you know, central. Um, and um, we can go into session anytime we want, you know, three times a day or once, uh, you know, seven days a week, uh, whenever we choose to, to start taking care of these uh, um, cases that are before um, this uh, general postmaster council. And our duty is nothing other than to look for the human rights violations, uh, write up the report on it, uh, submit the information to the head jury, and the head jury sends all the information to the people that it's necessary for it to be to, for them to look it over and make sure the affidavit is uh, um, done right and the information uh, applies to the general rule of procedure of international law. So there's procedure over here, just like in these nefarious courts, they have procedures, but they sometimes don't go by procedure all the time. Um, But here, they're sticklers about going by procedure because you have the right to due process over here and you will get your due process over here. You are innocent until proven guilty. The facts have to prove you guilty, or you're not guilty. Um, I'll tell you what, I've got an email out here, and it, there's a website out here that basically explains what you were talking about tonight. Uh, it's um, unionstatesassembly.info or .org. Either one will get you there. Okay, all right. Yeah, and see, out that's there the thing. Is where out there that's is where the we have the proof that the Articles of Confederation is what we're really supposed to be under. We're not supposed to be under the Constitution. Well, what actually, state we're not under it. We're over it. What's what Virginia? state are you on? Yeah, there's an overlay. That's correct. There's an overlay of the yeah. land patents. There's an overlay of the corporate system over the uh, the legal, uh, lawful system. Yes, it's called an overlay. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm on Illinois, and I want to get an assembly started here because if we can get more residents and get more um, residents to claim the national, uh, get their nationality claim and put it forth a uh, um, uh, um, oath of office to your um, American national. Um, you put in an oath of office and then um, that's how I, I had to get it done to get on the great jury, but also to assemble in each state. Say like, I want to start an assembly here on Illinois and start to reach out to people here. Cause I look at the NAC ma- uh, the NAC, map um, when you go to get your NAC address to change from the federal address jurisdiction over to the Republic of the United States of America jurisdiction through the NAC address, then um, you mean you reestablish uh, uh, yourself as being back part of the true Republic under the Articles Confederation amended. They, I mean, the Articles Confederation had some problems too, but they had to go in there and amend those. And when they did, they set everything right. Now everything's in place. All we have to do is start populating this government again, and it's starting to populate like crazy. Uh, okay, now if you if you uh, I'll give you my email real quick that you can. That's one along the same line, same line there. My email for out there is uh, mail. Hold up, hold at, up. Okay, okay, it's what you Go ahead. Mail at uh, unionstates.org. 
Okay, now. Union State.org. Okay, what was before Union State? It broke up. Can you give me that letter by letter? Mail. M A I L. M N I L. M A I L. Mail. Oh. I don't like to send you a letter. Mail. M A I L. Mail. I got it. Postal Service. Yep. Mail. United States. at UnionStates.org. Okay, at, got it. Okay. I'm out here looking at it right now. I'm way behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they need help over here, especially for somebody that understands the uh, uh, inner workings of uh, the articles. Um, that's that would be wonderful to have somebody with your understanding, your knowledge, to be able to come over here and get the finer points and, and really connect the dots. Um, I didn't even have them connected really good until I got over here and still connecting the dots. Because, like I say, I've only been three months into this, and what I know now, I speak it like I live it. And there's a lot less to learn over here than there was over there on the de jure de facto side. And uh, it's like a like a weight's been lifted off of me finally. Yeah, I, I tell you, we we have been working on this for four years, and what we did was we we broke up. Some of the states broke up from us because of lack of knowledge, and they wanted to take the Constitution and the Northwest Ordinance and tie them in with the Articles of Confederation, and we fought it. And because we fought it, four of the eleven states that we already had, uh, you know, we had eleven all together of the original 13, and four of them broke off and went somewhere else because of their ignorance. We showed them what we had going on and, you know, what we had found so far, and it proved that we could bring the other states on through the Articles of Confederation, and they, oh, no, you got to have Northwest Ordinance, you got to have the Constitution, and no, there's both in the journals, so the journals explain it all. That's right, and with somebody with your understanding of reading those documents, and understanding the verbiage, you're going to be a valuable asset over here. Yes, yeah. What's your name again? Well, I go by KMA on here, but I'm Dean. Dean, okay. That's not I the name know. my mama gave me, but that's the, that's the name I like better than the one my mama gave me. Well, that's, that's <laughs> called your pseudium, your pseudium name. <laughs> yeah, or non-ligare or whatever they call it, yeah. Yeah, it's like people uh, that write a book. They don't put their real name in there. They use a pseudium. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been looking for somebody that understood this so we could bring bring them on board. So yeah, we yeah we definitely need to tie our groups together. Well, you come and, on over here. You come on on over here and get on board because they got it hashed out. And once you start listening to how they did it. You're going to say, "Oh, wow, that's that's wonderful, that's great," because the Articles of Confederation had some problems with it too here and there, and they fixed it, they amended them, and then uh, uh, reinitiated them, adopted them back into this uh, republic government. And yes, it's all good to go. They've done nailed down the corners, and they've did the heavy lifting, and now all we got to do is uh, plug into their portal and and keep moving. Man, you're going to be an asset over here. We need folks like you over here that understand that verbiage, and not meaning that put anybody else down because everybody has something to bring to the table. I'm telling you that right now, everybody on this call, we all have abilities, talents that we can uh, we can offer um, to populate this government, and that's what we need. 
Come on over. That's right. I agree. Man, it's wonderful to talk to people, you know, equally yoked, like-minded. I agree. I agree, brother. I agree. Um, oh, it didn't like something I did. I think somebody muted. They're still trying to talk. Oh, I think Donaldson got muted. Yeah. Oh, Donaldson, I got it. Well, it shows he's still on here, but it shows he's muted on the computer and on the phone. Oh, he's mine's still... been updated. It, it shows that he's off there. Oh, okay. Maybe... Donaldson hung up. Okay, maybe I need to refresh. I see. And Midwest, uh, Dove, you got it. That is my email. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be great to have some more help over here because we need it. Because we need to get started here in these cases that are already before the uh, um, Human Rights Tribunal and, um, and get them uh, hashed out. And, um, yeah, I got one I need to put before it. Yeah, we all do, I'm telling you. Yeah, because see, when I get ready to put mine uh, forward into it, and I won't be able to be on the uh, great jury because then that would be conflict of interest. And it just can happen to uh, put somebody else in my seat for a while until I get mine taken care of. But I can take care of other people's issues and concerns and documents in order to uh, move their uh, <clears throat> affidavits forward. Because that's where it starts. It starts with an affidavit. And we all know what that the form of an affidavit does for you when it's not uh, contested. It stands as truth. Yeah. I've got and, one of those into the court, and it didn't make a bit of difference. Of course not, because we're not under international law. In order to bring that about into their courts, we have to do it through international law. See, there's international law, there's law of nations, and maxims of law. Those are the three that go by uh, for the international community and all these lower laws that don't apply to them. So if we don't claim a nationality or claim any rights of any kind, then, you know, and put them in an international posting. These local postings don't do it. They just that's just not the way it works in the law of nations. Uh, are you uh, by any chance? Do you know a guy named Jim Wright? Jim Wright. I've heard the name. I don't personally know him. Okay, that's a good thing. That's who busted our group up. Oh, well, we'll have to be on the lookout for that. I mean, you'll have to express that name over here when you get here. So the oh, people yeah. In, yeah. Did you hear about the guy in West Virginia, West Virginia that was taking the all the West Virginia corporations to the court and showing the fraud that they had? And they got up some bogus charges against him and arrested him, put him in jail? Oh, man, they're doing that all over this nation. They run yeah. this country. Yes, they are. Yeah, like that. His name was Thomas something other, and they arrested him, put him in jail. And when they did, they, um, you know, they, they, uh, these people went to help him out. And I told him, you better not work with those people; they'll bust your group up. And they had a pretty strong group going there. That's why the guy got the got the courage to go ahead and go after these people. They let well, these two people stay in there. You know why? And, and they they busted the group up. You know why they failed, didn't you? You know why those assemblies failed? Because they don't have a government. Yeah. And that's what we've been telling people. 
we have to do what Texas did when they broke off from Mexico. We have to get a recognized government. Yep, and that's what we've done. But we've claimed all the meets and bounds from east to west and shore to shore, north to south. And Canada can come in. Uh, there's people uh, from Canada that's joined. I mean, in the human the Declaration of Human Rights, you have a, a right to choose your nationality. And you also have the right to change it if you want to. I mean, and they cannot obligate that right when it comes to the international governments. I mean, we are an international government established the proper way under international law, and that's where the that's where the uh, uh, what do they want to call that uh, um, uh, uh, accountability comes in at where they get the force of the law there. Well, this is it. This is where you get it in the international community. You're gonna like awesome. it. It's you're, awesome, you're gonna like man. It. it sounds great. I'm having some fun tomorrow um, looking at all this stuff and reading up on it. So you you have a call too? Uh, I don't have a call. I join in. Um, I'm uh, just got my orientation. I went through orientation tonight, and um, when I didn't quite understand it at first about our responsibilities, I knew it's kind of like a private investigator. We, we all we do is investigate the facts. And but when it hit me, when I were talking, and I said, "Oh yeah, jury nullification? Are you kidding me?" I said, "Yeah, that's right, Walter." And I said, "Oh right, I know what you're talking about now." So we're getting ready to nullify all these bad laws that are on our uh, bylaws that are on the books, the statutes. Because if a statute goes against your rights, then it can be done away with, and that's exactly yeah. what we're getting ready to do. Yeah, one of the things about it, if you if you want to get out of jury duty, mention jury nullification, they will not take you. Yeah, start talking that, <laughs> but and then they still require you to set up in that uh, room with a hundred people. I know. Well, I went. Through. No, if you start talking about it in that, they will they will send you home. They they don't want you telling those people about that. Oh, okay. See, okay. Yeah, because see, they, that's what they uh, that's what they did to some of us. Because hey, yeah, put me in there. I want I want to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and if they if if you uh, uh, if the judge or the prosecutor starts telling us what law is, we'll tell them we'll decide what the law is. We're the jury. Don't tamper with jury. Jury tampering is not. Jury notification's okay. Jury tampering ain't. So you talk like that, they get you out of there real quick. You're going to be real good over here, and hopefully you've got a group of people that's with you that understands the same thing you're talking about right now. It'd be wonderful to have a, a, a bunch of people just flood over here and start giving us some help. Well, the main thing is we, we've got to make sure that we get, well, once we get things moving and we, we got it, we, we, we've got some something established and more people joining, that's when we can get all of these other people that have kind of gone to the wayside because they, you know, when it busted up, we've been working on this thing for three years, and then that group got together and busted us up, and then uh, we just I haven't, the, got, I, haven't got the, I haven't got the rules and regulations and uh, or the guidelines that show you how to establish your assembly in each state. That's right. I got them. I just got them two days ago. 
I've been studying on that, and it's such a simple process. It really is. You just, whenever you go into session, you just got to you got to keep the minutes. It's got to be recorded. You know, you got to do roll call. You know, a couple little details. Take care of the day's yeah. business, and, and then uh, get the recording in. And then once you get the recording in, you send it to the um, great registry, and they put it in the re- uh, great registry, and um, there you you got it. I mean, you're established. You're you're going. You're you're assembled. You you go into session. You start making motions and start taking care of these nefarious codes and statutes and and send that information to uh, the uh, great jury. And the great jury uh, uh, sends it to the general postmaster council, and the general postmaster council sends it on to the human rights tribunal court. And it's just there you go. And then it goes back to the jury. And and then the jury decides whether to nullify that uh, statute or not, as based on uh, a human rights violation. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Because, well, yeah. Send me an, send me an email. We'll get, we'll get together and talk, and then uh, I'll find out more about that that call that you've been on, and then we can uh, we can get together on it. We have our calls usually on uh, Wednesday nights. Okay. Uh, um, I, do you go on Facebook? Do you know Tactical Sovereignty? Uh, I've got I got a Facebook account, but it's mainly so I'm glad to see my grandchildren. Okay, well, um, Brian, Brian's face up Facebook page, and do you know about that one? Uh, no, I brought up his um, that other thing. Let's see, what was it? Uh. Let's see. Works up. No, no. Lawful. Uh, yeah, Lawful America Solutions. Okay, Lawful America Solutions. Okay, uh, I'm not familiar with that one. The Tactical Sovereignty is where I um, really um, got to know Brian at, and that was uh, really, really um, uh interesting on everything he was uh doing and i just stuck in with him i found him about three years ago and i stayed with him ever since then uh well um yeah and one of the one of the things i've been trying to stress to people is that we the people is supposed to stand for we the owners we're supposed to own it if we don't own it it ain't lawful well see it's the the government is us the residents are the government they make up the, the, the government, and they appoint the people to sit in the seat of the government to do their business, to take care of it. We're the government over here. <laughs> that's that's a big switch right there. That's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. The people. Oh, yeah. Are the, the, the UPU, I've, I've read some stuff in there, and, uh, you know, like two-cent stamp? You ever send a letter about two-cent stamp? Oh, have you ever sent a letter without anything? <laughs> yep. I hear you can do that to UPU. I heard that the documents, who I, I rewrote the Virginia law and put it into, and I didn't call it the Commonwealth of Virginia, and I put their seal on there because they said we had to have, we had to use the original seal, and I said, look, the seal there should represent the people that the seal stands for. It shouldn't be some goddess with her tit hanging out, and that's what ours is. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's right there in the description. Why would we go with a goddess putting her foot on top of a slain uh, tyrant? Wow. Uh, but when I get an email from you, I'll send you my my uh, my thought of it. And it's a patriot, or, or not a patriot, a minute man. 
and he's got his gun slung over his back, and he's got the Democrat symbol and the Republican oh, that's, symbol. That's, that's, got, the, that's the Great Seal. That's called the Great Seal. I remember looking at that. I looked at all the Great Seals of all the states. Well, this one here is the um, uh, the one I like is, is this guy. He's, he's got the, the pachyderm and the jackass, and he's carrying them out to be hung for the treason that they caused and says, why haven't y'all done this before? And uh, so I, I, that's what I want to use because it is us taking back our what belongs to us, uh, well, taking it back seal, from the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying, but whatever seal they had originally, you'll vet that seal, vet it all the way back to that seal, and then reclaim it, and then you'll be able to use it. And that's for individual states. I went and looked at the individual uh, great seals uh, and seen all of them, and it's pretty wild how they're different from what they are now. I mean, it's totally different. Like the over here, they've got the buffalo on one of their seals. Um, oh, you, you're going to enjoy seeing their seals. The seals are just the, the original ones. Like for the General Postmaster Council, they got the original seal for that. Back when yeah. uh, Articles of Confederations in the 13 states, and yes, that you're you're gonna really enjoy yourself over here. You really are like-minded people. Exactly what you're doing. Okay. But uh, I know that it's getting late, and we all got things we need to do. And of course, oh, this is one. It's getting early. It's almost five o'clock here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and for me, it's like uh, as long as people are talking like-minded and we're trying to hash out the things that we need to hash out for the future of this gen- our generation coming, um, this is our job. I mean, we got nothing else better to do. It's been to lose a few hours of sleep. I've been getting two to four hours of sleep a day, and uh, every now and again I get a little more, but uh, I get up every day and do it again. I mean, right now, because of the situation I'm in from what happened to me in my past up till now, a couple of years back, I got on this um, uh, road because he took my son from me um, without, you know, with lies. I just, you know, lies. I said, oh, we smell this or we smell that, took drug tests, passed all the drug tests, and, you know, done everything they said, did service plans, and they said, well, you know, child will be back in April, and it just, every time, a new service plan, new service plan, new service plan. I said, that's it. I'm done. You do what you want because I'm going to find a way to get back, you know, what belongs to me, and I found it. Yeah, did, did you did you know you can get them back immediately? Um, there's a guy. Uh, see, he was mentioned on An- Angela's call. Uh, Carl Lentz. Oh yeah, I tried a- his process. I tried his process. He left one thing out of that process. You're supposed to go make a claim to the sheriff of the county of where your son or your child was stolen, that your property's been stolen, and. Um, uh, I went to court, and I tried to do that in the same way he says, the same verbiage, you know, and uh, um, I require you to return my property immediately, blah, 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 you know, and so on. Yes, yeah. I did that, and it didn't work. I tried it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I've been down all these rabbit holes. I've done it. Yeah. I've tried it, and this is the only one I see that's going to even come close to what uh, is happening for me. Looks like the call's getting ready to shut down because it's only going to stay on for so much longer. Oh wow, he yeah. got a uh, uh, great gazoo d- is muted out for some reason. <laughs> Midwest hey, uh, uh, 987, I was stolen. Wow, I believe that Midwest 7, uh Midwest Dove 987. My son was stolen from me. 
I, I feel you. I can't say I know exactly how you feel, but uh, I can relate. Hey, Walter, uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. I have myself muted because I want to turn the fan on. I don't want to interrupt. But, uh, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm I'm glad circumstances led us, uh, you know, to the call and, and at the same time. And I think it's great. Yep, uh, he's gathering his people as we speak. And under the reign of the heavens, that's where we're supposed to be at. And this is the only government on the face of the earth that I see that's doing it. Um, the way uh, Yahushua has done it, um, and, you know, and I just, I feel good over here. And they're not ashamed to talk about the scripture. I mean, they even quote it sometimes, and that's where I want to be. I want to be with like-minded people. And uh, 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 Midwest Dove 987, thank you also for uh, allowing uh, uh, yourself to listen to this old man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how old is this old? Well, uh, I'm not really that old. I'm 54 years old. And I'm starting to get up there. Um, definitely a half a century, you know. Well, I, I'm going to have mine in, let's see. Well, according to my mom, it's today. According to my that birth certificate thing that put me under all this stuff, uh, it's tomorrow. So she said that wow. people that... The people that were on duty didn't want to do the paperwork. The people on the next ship did the paperwork. They claimed that they delivered it, delivered me, and so I was born the next day. Wow. What what a lie. Yeah, I would say, yep. you know, happy birthday, but that would be a lie because, um, you know, I would say, um, you know, happy born on date. That sounds like a car. <laughs> At the red uh, <laughs> Born on. You're born on day. Yeah. Oh, born yeah, on. I yeah. thought he said Hyundai car. Uh, Hyundai. Yeah. Happy Hyundai. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't really like a Hyundai, but okay. Uh, happy born on day. Uh, I'm sorry. Because um, we go through our lives believing these lies from the time we're a child. Okay. We're told about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. So we're taught a lie to be the truth and the truth to be a lie. We've been acclimated, and our parents, you know, done this, and they didn't realize what they were doing. So when we say, it's my birthday, oh, so you're born today? Oh, okay. You're living a lie, just from the words you're speaking. Yep. Oh, oh my, mom would fall in love with you. my mom would fall in love with you, laugh out loud. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Midwest Dub 987. <laughs> Oh, I think I can put that link in the chat now. Um, I reset my my uh, browser. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it works. Oh, there it is. There it is. The uh, government uh, government of the United States of America dot international. Government of the United States of America dot international. There it is. All right. All right. Awesome. Yeah, Walter. Midwest already had it out there. I can't believe he put it out there. Yeah, Midwest put it out there. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Man, this has really been great talk. It's a great conversation tonight. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to call in and interrupt, but somebody had to do something about that law fan. I mean, that guy was getting out of hand. Okay, um, somebody asked me what happened to uh, giving my number out. Well, uh, I'll give my number out in the chat, 
And I don't know if everybody is uh, on chat. Some will be on the phone. I'll give it out. I'm going to type it into the chat here. Um, um, Let's see. Okay. And then I'm going to say it over the phone uh, because I have nothing to hide. And I know how to handle people that want to call and create controversy. I mean, it's like hello and goodbye. (laughs) Okay. So basically, yeah, you're the wrong guy. What do you mean? I'm looking for people who want to listen and learn and, and, and know things and know more than I do so I can listen to them, but I can tell you're on the wrong track, so you're the wrong guy. That's what I did teach my daughters. And when they were growing up in Dayton, my my youngest daughter got so upset that this one guy was still talking on Facebook with his old girlfriend, and she says, what do I do, Daddy? And I said, well, next time you see him, just tell him. If he, if he says, you haven't been talking to me, what's wrong? Well, you're the wrong guy. What, what do you mean, what you're the wrong guy, and that's it. That's it's. I learned that from a guy that uh, I was in trading in a truck. Oh, I was trading a car in on a truck, and the guy said, uh, "I said, how do you get what you want out of your car? Because everybody wants to wants to go cheap on me." And he said, uh, "He said, well, when they don't offer you what you want, just tell them they're the wrong guy, and you're looking for somebody else." <laughs> Well, touche, Mr. Pussycat. Yes. Uh, okay, I'll give my number out now. Um, if everybody's ready with a pen that is left on the call, um, I typed it into the chat. I got two numbers. I have a cell and a home number, which is an Internet number that I use for a uh, second phone I have, and it's a free number through the Internet. So I make all the calls I want on that as long as I'm around my um, router or any Wi-Fi. So, uh, okay, starting with my cell number, everybody's ready, 217-772-3008, and that's the cell number. And then the home Internet number is 217-772-3311. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Um, let me redo that, uh, 217. Uh, the home number is actually 610-3311. I'm sorry. I got a bunch of numbers going in my head from these calls and chats. Um, yeah, I'll make sure I tell them that's home. Uh, so the home number is 217 3311. Why did that not go in there again? Oh, well, I think everybody understands it. Uh, Any questions about the number just to make sure that's right? No, we got it. What's that? You got it? Got it. Okay. That's good. So, how late do you usually stay up on these calls? Well, I was up this morning on a call from 10 to about 1, then I got on the call for the uh, um, uh, orientation from 7 to 10, 10.30, then I got on this call about 11.30 or 12 till now, and yep, I'll probably sleep really good tomorrow, (laughs) or today. I'll get up early and 
I'll probably sleep till about nine and get up and uh, check on my driver, make sure he's okay. One of the things I'm wanting to do, do you know how the UPU trucks have have their own number on their truck? Yeah. I want yeah. I want to put that on my truck and on trailers and go down the road and nobody can stop me. Well, over here you get uh we have a DOT over here, Department of Transportations, where if you have a business or you're involved in a we do unincorporated over here. Um I did an unincorporated PMA and you are you can get a uh um tag to put on your vehicle that's recognized. Um and a license if you want. You don't have to have a license to drive as long as you have your American national ID. And then you'll have a resident ID. There'll be two. Um, I've already taken my driving test because I want a driver's license so there won't be no confusion with whatever officer that might pull me over. As, uh, you can port your car. It's called export your car out of the country. And seeing as how they are um, uh, foreigners, okay, alien residents here, because they're not governments, what you call the government there is not a government, it's a corporation. So the foreign entities on this continent doing business as D.C., USA, and whatever else is out there. Um, you take a picture of your vehicle from the side, then you open the door, and there's a uh, stamp there with the VIN number and all the other specs for the weight and all that. And you take that title, and you take that picture and you take that uh well two pictures the car the side of your vehicle and uh open the door and take that picture make sure it's uh, you know legible so you can see it and you send it to them you file a one-on-one form and uh use the uh um uh title to the vehicle they get a uh the document a picture of it and so for their documents then you get what you call uh, instead of a title you get a certificate of ownership and you own the vehicle outright then you take that uh, take a certified copy of those documents back to the DMV, give them the certified copy, give them their title back, and say, see you later, thank you for your business, goodbye. And you're done. You're out of the system on that. Hmm. Ain't that nice? Yep. Look at that. Uh, well, right now, I've got a suspended CDL because of the crooked cops in North Carolina. It states plainly in their laws or in their constitution that, and it even specifies down to the officer, uh, police officers, and this guy was supposed to be a highway patrolman, have to have an oath of office. This guy didn't even know what it was. The judge is supposed to have an oath of office as a judge, and he's supposed to have two of them, one for the state, one for the federal, the the U.S. Constitution. You'll figure out that oath of office because you can't take an open office to a, um, I mean, uh, a government that doesn't exist. I mean, they don't even have a, uh, uh, the judicial or legislative power that they think they have. All they do is administrate policies. That's all they do. They're administrators of a corporation, and they don't have a legal yeah. standing like that. But as long as they leave us alone, we'll leave them alone. They can do business over here if they want, as long as they follow the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Well, they ain't following that, that's for sure. That's You're absolutely right. And the only way to separate from that is to claim a nationality, to uh, do a resident declaration, just to start the process. And, I mean, 
you'll see it. It's it's a step by step thing, and it's not a lot to do either. I mean, there's a point when you uh, do your resident declaration. You got a uh, after resident declaration. There's a thing you got to do. <laughs> you got to send a. You got to scan in um, five items: um, your birth certificate, some sort of ID, and they tell you what type of ID they accept. Um, then a certificate of good standing or a background check, and they don't care what you've done over here as long as you haven't murdered somebody, molested somebody, or um, caused harm to somebody. Well, you know, uh, any kind of nefarious acts like that, um, rape, murder, and molestation, uh, pedophilia is the only three things they won't accept over here, and they don't have to, and that's not being... Um, that's not uh, stopping them uh, or violating their right to claim a nationality. That's just making sure that they're not going to be a, a resident of this government, and that's their choice. I mean, uh, that's yeah. just the choice, okay? Uh, but, okay, there's a birth certificate, uh, some form of ID, uh, a, resident, uh, a certificate of good standing. You can either have it uh, uh, signed by two witnesses or a notary. I use two witnesses. And um, if you have any felonies within the past 10 years, all they want to know is a case number and maybe some information about it. You know, they just want to make sure it's not murder or them three things I said. So a uh, birth certificate, ID, certificate of good standing. Then you know, they want you to take a high-resolution picture uh, with a white background because it's going to be on your IDs. And then they want you to do your first, middle, last name in blue ink because it comes out better on everything. And all that's uh, the, your signature. Uh, it's going to be a digital signature. Uh, uh, when you file the applications and fill out the application, but when you scan it in, it'll be on a piece of paper just with your signature on it, first, middle, last, so they can use that to put on all your documents. And, you know, and then it's a pretty simple thing. I mean, they don't require a whole lot of documentation over here except for, you know, different parts of the entities that you want to be involved with. Um, like I guess you know, they haven't come to that conclusion about the uh, uh, the name. Then the name being a uh, upper uh, the um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, all kinds the, of names. They don't well, play they, that over well, here. They, they don't do the, that over um, here. Okay. Well, you, you got the um, you got the family name, and then you got the given name. Yeah, the, uh, the two I, names I, that, that your mother gave you. That's through the PMA, because when you do your PMA, what you're doing is you're putting the all-cap name as an entity, and then you put PMA, all-cap, space, PMA, all-cap. And now what you're doing is you're capturing your entity that was created on this side and moving it over to uh, on that side and moving it over to this side, and you separate yourself with your private membership association away from the um, corporation. Yes, and you have a right to move your entity anywhere you want. Huh. You control it over here. They control it over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because see, when it comes to the United States of America and the United States of America, you'll see in the T. Rowe shows that it explains that to you, how they created another entity just by the way they wrote it. They all cap T, the United States of America, or the lowercase t, the United States of America. Those are two separate entities. It's like them guys earlier talking about, oh, I'm a Republican now. I mean, I'm a Democrat. I mean, well, I mean I'm mean, i part of the natural <laughs> republic now, um, and there's no way you can be, because if you go uh, like California Republic, you just created a new entity. There's no such thing. 
So, you know, I was trying to explain that to him earlier, too. But uh, through the T. Rowe shows, you'll understand all that and see it. That's right down your line of thinking, brother. Brother by another mother under the reign of the heaven. That's right. <laughs> and our, our mothers made the same mistake. Yep, yep. And we've done, we've uh, uh, caused error in our lives, our own lives also. See, that's another thing that this government did. These people, this group of people, when they got together and decided what they was going to do and they all sat down and they go by the Ten Commandments, you know, and they sit down and realized amongst each other, they all agreed that they have caused error in their own lives. And they all agreed on that. And that's exactly what we've all done. And now we're trying to correct them errors. We have corrected them errors. That's what's that's what's happened over here. Now, have you heard about this DBA thing? I'm supposed to be on a call Sunday for that. Oh, doing business as you're talking about how you got to fill it out. I've done a uh, for a bunch of people when I was down that rabbit hole. They were calling me. I had calls come in like crazy because it's out, out of uh, was it uh, Minnesota? Is that where it was at? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota. I I was showing everybody how to do the Minnesota DBA, um, the fifty dollar filing for it, and then. Uh, um, how to write it out, who you were on the application, and what the entity was. Where you have to, uh, as you being the uh, name holder, you're supposed to put yeah. your first name, uh, last name first with a comma, because the comma is important in you know their their knowledge of it. Uh, to uh, all cap at first, uh, Walter Lee Hollis, all cap is what it was. Then I changed it around and put Hollis upper and lowercase Hollis comma Walter Lee as being the name holder. And you can have as many name holders as you want. But yeah, I done been down that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say don't do it, but I'm going to say it didn't do nothing for me. Okay, that's that's all I can tell you about that. I wasn't able to gain control of my entity that way uh, or anything, but I have moved it over by doing the PMA. Now I have control of it because you've put yourself back into the private. Because when we come into court, we're in a private when we walk in there. But as soon as we go into the public, We've crossed jurisdictions, and it can't be. That's against the law. That's why we come in as belligerents, come in as uh, enemies of the state. We're born enemies of the state. Well, we're not born enemies of the state. We become enemies of the state by the registration of that entity and became a state agency, of a, uh, 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 and it became organized. An organization became organized, and we became the agent for that state agency. Yeah, so... That's that's where it happened at, and that's what they do. They're even taking people's yeah. children out of the hospitals because they don't do that application. Yep. But when you go into their federal jurisdiction hospitals, then you get services from them. Uh, they, you know, you deliver your child there. Then there you go. See what you got to do uh, is you got to put an ad in the paper, run an ad in the paper, because the one who claims, all right, you, you have the highest claim over the state. When you claim your children, because that's what I'm doing next, once I get my documents in, they're coming here real soon, I'm putting in a claim for my son. I'm putting in, they got a birth certificate on this side, but on uh, on that side, but on this side, we have a uh, certificate of life. And instead of saying length, we say height over here. Instead of saying time of birth, we say time of first breath over here. Okay, so it's all totally different. Hmm. And, you know, it's like uh, you can use a Bible and, you know, put out in the Bible, you know, births and um, marriages. And that stands up in court also. But then you got to have a bunch of stuff to go with that. But over here, we'll just do our little 
you know, resident declaration. We can do our declaration of rights and American national package, and, and we're done. Oh, PMA also, yeah. It's good to do a PMA too to transfer the uh, the entity. Then we control it. You're going to like it. You're going to like what you read on that website. I got now, you. Um, what do they go by that same by the uh, the scripture that uh, cause no man uh, cause harm to no man? Yeah, the if you three don't cause things. harm to no man, you, you didn't commit a crime. The the three things cause no harm, no no damage, and no loss. Yep, that's it right there. Cause no harm, no damage, no loss, and of course you know the rest is uh, is history. <laughs> You know, when you cause harm to somebody's person, that means you, their body. And that's what the $750,000 uh, um, bond is put up for, for your insurance in case you get into an auto accident. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got yeah. it so you can buy bonds? They set up a bond for your intangible property right. Your intangible property right is the, your uh, free right to travel on the land. The, the DMV has taken that right away from you and sold it back to you yeah. as a privilege. Yeah. And then you go buy insurance, and every time you buy insurance, they're giving even more of your intangible rights away. Yeah. Actually, this you're is just sealing the, Basically, you're sealing the deal. Right, right. But over here, you seal the deal with a document. So I think it's a 32-page document. I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait because I can't wait to read it. Oh, yeah, because I know it's going to be right and just... And there's no hidden agendas over here. Um, uh, if you have an American national ID, you don't need. They recognize the right to travel on the land, all right, over here without a driver's license. But if you want to have that um, bond in place, an insurance policy, because if you get into a wreck without that bond, uh, the driver's license over here, then you got to pay out of your pocket. And if you don't have it, then how are you going to afford it? So... That's the way that works there. I'm going to get the driver's license. I'm going to sign over my intangible right for them to use in the form of a bond, which DMV didn't give you no consideration. And I signed the DMV and said, okay, what do I get now? Over here, you get a $750,000 bond. That's only did, one you, did you ever use the, um, you know, you can, you can take your, uh, what they put out there for your birth certificate, uh, since 1933, there's no money. That's right. Okay? And if you go in, go in and read the congressional documents, McFadden on Congress, he states in there, and Lindbergh got in trouble, and that's why his grandchild got stolen, is because these two guys were pr trying to bring out what they were trying to do with that bank, with the banking, the, the, the Emergency Banking Act. Yeah. And what they did was they pointed out to these people what, the um, uh, you know what the flaws were, and they said that if a if a man or if a um, let's see what is a Scottish brewer wants to sell his Scottish whiskey to a to an American, he gets him to sign a bill, and they put that before the Fed window at at the Treasury, and the bill is paid. Because we have no, they, they're supposed that's to pay. That's your intangible right to uh, bar, uh, barter and, and trade. Yes, they they steal it from you through that contract. Yeah, that's like I was talking about the PMA earlier for the holistic doctor. 
he can't see one of their people unless they join their PMA. Now, we, as the people, have an unlimited right to contract, but as the people with the PMA, the judges and the lawyers, the, the private uh, companies, are limited. Okay, because uh, they've had that on me so long, I want to start collecting on it. And well, there's, a, there's, a, well, there's a couple of houses here I want to get. That's another thing about the property like that. Over here, when you do a quick claim deed and bring it over to this side, there's no taxes. It's free uh -huh. and clear. And you have your mineral rights back. And yeah. you also get your uh, family uh, heritage back. I mean, your bloodline, your your uh, inheritance rights, your title, it all comes back to you. You do a quick claim deed on your uh, intangible, tangible, and intellectual rights. Uh-huh. Yeah, because one yep. of the things I want to do is there's a place over here I want to turn into a consulate. Yeah, well, if... Give, uh, a, give people a safe haven to come to to get this stuff straightened out, and then when they get it straightened out, then they can go on the land where they need to go to or where they want to go to and not be bound by those crooked, uh, crooked people. Yep, that's right. That's where you reestablish title. See, that's what they've done is they've taken all titles, uh, uh, titles to our land, titles to us, titles to our rights, uh, tangible, intangible, and intellectual uh, property rights, and they've negated them. They don't care. You know, go ahead and live in your place. Well, you can have that place. That's why you pay taxes. You're a tenant. You never really own that land, and they can come and take it at any time if you don't pay your taxes. That's what the IRS uh Thugs are all about, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you'll learn yeah. all that over here. You will learn all that over here. This is so easy, so simple. Uh, you know, like the scripture, he said, my way isn't burdensome. That's where I'm at now. Oh, got this big, heavy thing lifted off my chest and off my mind, and I can start to think again. <laughs> yeah, I can see clearly now. I can like see clearly now. The rain is gone. Um, you know, um, that's bad, man. You know, I know I spent the money I was uh, supposed to use for singing lessons. I couldn't carry a tune if it had a handle on it. Yeah, you, you ain't going to Nashville tomorrow, are you? <laughs> no, no, no time soon. <laughs> That's what they do on this side. You're going to fit right in. Oh. They get the serious business done, and then, then they get to cutting up and joking. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we should be able to. We should be happy. We should be gay, but not queer gay. We should be gay, happy, like it was meant to be in the first place. You know? Yeah. We're not, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have to put up with that we shouldn't have to. Yeah, man, on this side, there's no taxes. And uh, say like you got a business and you, you're producing products. They don't tax you on the property or the construction of the place or um, anything to do with your uh, uh, unincorporated corporation. They don't tax you on it until you go to sell from the minerals out of the ground and you can make products with it or growing stuff. And they tax you. They don't tax you. They get a percentage of the sale when you sell it. That's how they fund this government, just from the sale. That's it. They're done. No more into your life other than that. And that one oh, and so they accept uh, the, uh, what do you call that thing, 
Um, Federal Reserve. Nope. No, no. Uh, well, when you accept the Federal Reserve, you you, you uh, accept the lawful side of it, which is backed by gold and money, uh, gold and silver. No, if you remember, it's legal tender for debts, both public and private, so they can't penalize you for that. Well, but what what you have to do, though, is you have to claim that uh, you have to claim that you're using it for you're using the lawful money side, not the Now, over here, we have a lawful money. It's called the continental dollar is back. It's it's Uh back. That's been bought for. Yeah, they. I'm getting ready to order some continental money and uh, go out and start uh, spending it. Try to spend it. And if they refuse my continental dollar, then they've caused me a harm, and they violated my human's rights, my Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, because uh, being a national government, we are allowed our own national currency. And if they refuse me, I want to ask them, say, okay, sign this for me if you refuse to take my money. And if you don't sign it, then uh, I've got this recording because I'm uh, conducting a transaction here, a legal, lawful con- uh, a lawful transaction here. And this is a legal tender for both public and private. And if you refuse to take my money, then, you know, that's a human rights violation. And I can start the process of them not accepting my currency. Oh, what do you uh, think about the... Uh the revalue. Um, the value of this money over here comes from us, okay? Because that's where the value of the Federal Reserve note, that promissory note, comes from from us. From the time we're born, they calculate uh, uh, life expectancy, and they calculate how much you're going to make in that lifetime, and they put that in the form, they put that, attach that to that birth certificate bond. And they put it up because it's a bond. It matures and matures and matures and matures. And all they do is just keep turning that money over into it, into it, into it until you die. And that's when they cash in. I mean, they've got a life insurance policy on us, and we don't even see it. We're, more, we're worth more dead than alive. Well, the reason I was asking is, um, so your your side hadn't heard anything about what's going to happen with the rebate you then? Oh, yeah, you're uh, talking about the currency reset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're getting ready to fall, brother, since this government's been established. Uh, it's 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 going to fall like a, 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 I mean, like a house of cards. I mean, um, New Jersey, the government's already shut down there. They just didn't say it. They ain't put it out there. They haven't told anybody. And that's where the, uh, their corporation starts, Manhattan Island, New Jersey, uh, in that area, New York, um What's that big, that bowl, big bowl they got there? What's the name of that? It's called 